Hey everybody, so I have been remiss in posting this episode. It should have been up weeks ago, but you know what they say about life and plans and whatnot. Uh, anyway, this is episode number six of David's Superpower Pajama Hour, or DUSF, as I'm calling it uh, presently. Uh, and for no reason in particular, we've made this a double-sized extra fun episode. Uh, Eric and I sat down with our friends Russ and Todd, and we did a retrospective on Batman in film. So we're touching briefly on Burton's 1989 Batman, uh, which calls back to the first episode of this very podcast. But then we get into Batman Returns, Batman Forever, Batman and Robin, and then into Christopher Nolan's Batman Begins, and all the good and bad, question mark, uh, stuff that came afterwards. So enjoy episode number six, and uh, yeah, here's a whole bunch of Batman. Can Batman escape? One hint, the worst is yet to come. One, two, three, four. the cereals i think i you think didn't. my grandma got brought home a vhs of the cereals from a thrift store one time it's like oh, you like batman's like yeah this is well this is curious <laughs> i saw so i saw some of it robin had a jufro that's what i remember but that's all <laughs> yeah they did too there was like a batman and then they did batman and robin mm. but i never saw that yeah no well um we're here with russ do you want to introduce russ are you recording now yeah i've been recording for a while I always start random. That's right, you I do. Can, yeah, and I can edit it. Ease us into here. Yes. I think. Well, you know, a lot of people actually do their intros later on. Oh no no no! Know, I'll so, do the I'll yeah, do the regular do intro. I just okay. mean, what are we here? What are we What are we talking about today? All right. Well, yeah, do that later on. Right. Well, like, where talk. do you want to start? I'm glad this is so well structured, and planned out. <laughs> oh no, it's, it's not. Today will be a, a a very unstructured day. But we'll fix it in post. Yeah, exactly. I'm gonna add sound effects. Fart noise. Yeah, the green screen will be draped right behind us. Okay. So, 1989, Batman comes out, starring Tracy Walter as Bob the Goon. Directed by Tim Burton, with string pulling by producer John Peters and Jack Nicholson. And I maintain, as we've had this discussion before in our first episode, that this movie killed... The good screenplay requirement for a successful film. Right. All films in general? Or do you mean like big blockbusters? blockbuster films? Yeah, I think that Big was blockbuster our, movies. Our if you look conclusion. at the... Yeah, if you go on IMDb and you look at the top ten moneymakers of the 80s, Batman is easily the one with the worst screenplay. And it's a lesson that Hollywood has never forgotten. It was the first movie to make so much money as quickly as it did. Also with the quickest turnaround time on VHS. So no one had any... They didn't have time for word of mouth to sink in. It's like, oh, that's kind of bad. Everyone just went. It was a stake through the heart of the screenwriter (laughs) by the successful marketing team. And so ever since then, we've lived in a world where the screenplay is not important to the success 
but it looked movie. so good. It was, it was so well made. It was earnest. It was what people wanted to see. We exactly. Did, we did like how it looked. But you watch it later and you realize this sucks. The story's bad. Rick, any further thoughts uh, since we last talked about it? Uh, no, no. I mean, I've, I've, haven't given it too much thought. I, I've gone back and looked at the other movies. Um, I really don't have a lot of interest in watching the first one again. I watched. Uh, it did inspire me to immediately go and watch Batman: Mask of the Phantasm, which I was very happy about. That was a good choice on my part, I think. But. Uh, but no, I mean, yeah, it, it looked great. There's some good performances, uh, particularly Jack Nicholson, obviously. But uh, yeah, it's just a kind of a silly story, and Vicky Vale's a disaster of a character, and it's got mm. Arliss, who I hate. So <laughs> no Robert Wool love. <laughs> Although that's not true, I realized after we recorded that episode that he is in Bull Durham, which is. Well, 90, 85% of it is one of my favorite movies of all time um, before it stops being a baseball story and just is about uh, Kevin Strandon having sex with Kevin Costner. But, um, but yeah, he's the assistant manager of the Durham Bulls. Mm. So he, he, is, seem, he seems like a sports manager. Yeah. He seems like it in, in Batman movie when he was supposed to be a reporter. Yeah, so I can't say I hate him entirely because he is part of that scene where he's like, you know what that makes you, Larry? Lollygaggers. Lollygaggers, which is one of my favorite, like, speeches and movies. What really stood out the last time we watched it was he really is, despite your dislike for the actor, he is the most admirable character in the movie. Oh, yeah. He, he's the one who's like, damn, I gotta do something. I'm gonna grab a stick and just, just beat these guys for no concern for my own safety. <laughs> right. Yeah. You know. He's, he's heroic. He's more of a hero than Batman. Yeah. I think one of the things we touched on was Michael Keaton's version of Batman was... As if someone from the real world just had a bunch of money, decided to just try being Batman and sink all his cash into the gadgets and the suit and everything. Right. And didn't really bother to learn how to fight or particularly... <laughs> or de- run. <laughs> or be a detective well, you know. <laughs> he's, he's not bright and he's not great. He's, he's, his, uh, his main mode of attack is to get shot, fall down, and then sucker punch Does he the ever, like move faster than just a slow gait at any time in the movie? No, he, he trots along with Vicky um, yeah. running out of the museum. Trot, and he looks yes. so silly doing Trot that. is the correct word. But again, a <clears throat> yes. lot of that is also due to the, the costume, which was essentially rendered him immobile from like the chest up. Yeah. As cool as the costume looked, it was not shot or staged in a way that... like. Uh, you feel like a vill- villain just had to knock him on his back like a turtle, and he, he would be Batman would be <laughs> stuck. <laughs> it's very true. He's just he's practically immobile, and and it shows. It definitely shows. It was not a problem for Adam West. No, with his sh- almost. He he did not need sculpted rubber. <laughs> or really muscles of any kind. <laughs> it was a different time. You understand? Yeah. People were all on dope. All the all the crooks were on this equal footing with him. He wasn't fighting any martial artists. Well, since you mentioned him, I thought um, we should talk about the greatest character, Bob the Goon. Oh, you brought the action figure. We thought we were. Can we talk about his arc, the, the character's arc in the film? Wait, I'm gonna need to. I'm gonna need you to go back home and get his knife and hat because right now he was sorely incomplete. Wow. Yeah, we were we got hung up on this guy on our first episode for a while. We were yeah, like because look at him, he's freakish. 
I like to turn in repo, man. You know, if I still you... haven't watched that. I downloaded it, but I haven't watched it yet. I can't tell whether to admonish you or to think it's within the punk rock spirit of the movie. I don't know. No, then again, I'm pretty sure Alex Cox would appreciate the royalties, asshole. He does have a kicking action. Yeah, he does. <laughs> well, if I like it, I'll add it to my DVD collection. I think Bob's arc is basically... Jack Nicholson says, Hey, who are we getting for this role? I'm going to bring my buddy. He's going to get a slice of that fat royalty cake. He's going to have his own action figure. <laughs> or, was that actor friends with Jack Nicholson? Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. it's, a, it's on the documentary. Jack is like, Yeah, I brought my friend Tracy to be Bob the Goon. <laughs> <laughs> he makes no bones about how he's just calling the shots completely. Right. He's like, You want me to be in your Batman movie? All right, well... I get to rewrite your ending and all that. The screenwriter's like, but I don't have a, a character for him in the movie. Just just call him Bob. He's a goon. But, are, do you mean? but will children want an action figure of a middle-aged balding man? Yes. Well, with, <laughs> with kicking action. It's like, well, you need a third guy, right? You're not going to buy a Vicky Vale action figure. Or an Arliss action figure, that's for sure. Oh, man. Can you imagine if HBO had made Arliss action figures? <laughs> Just action figures, all, all the HBO 90s series. <laughs> uh, oh, I lost my Larry Sanders. Actually, that. that <laughs> the playset. The Larry Sanders playset. <laughs> I feel okay getting off track with this part because we already talked about the movie in earnest. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But anyway, um, we don't want what did on. Sam Hamm write, do after Batman? He, he did a first draft of Batman Returns. As a courtesy, and that was completely rewritten by. Some he other he guy. wrote a draft of a Planet of the Apes movie. Yes, he did. Which I, I read, and it was like really, like really action packed. I don't mm. know. I don't know how it would have turned out, but it was interesting. He also did a draft for Watchmen back in the day, huh. back when Terry Gilliam was going to take a crack at it. So I'm cheating a little bit, and I have the Batman in film uh, Wikipedia article in front of me. Good. You, you're gonna, uh, we're going to need some prompting. For I this just shit. you mentioned Sam Ham, and I the first sentence I read when I looked at the screen was Sam Ham's first script had Penguin and Catwoman searching for a hidden treasure. <laughs> uh, then Daniel Walters delivered a script that satisfied Burton, which apparently did not involve treasure hunting. Oh, you're talking about return. Save, save, yeah, save that parts. for later. Right. Add that part out. We're going to redo it. We're going to retalk about it. So, yeah, um, we also talked about how we found Sam Ham's original draft. Well, maybe not like original, original, but like the draft he turned in before it got redone for the producers. Yeah, uh, for the first movie, and it was actually quite interesting. And you yeah, know, I'm boring. I'm not into fan films, but if I had the time and the dispose and just like Scrooge McDuck disposable income, I'd remake the movie using the original script just as an experiment because it seems it's it's interesting. There's no love story. Like I don't know whose idea it was like. Nah, you gotta you gotta have them fighting over a girl. All right, it's not enough that he's trying to destroy the city. Right, you got to fight over a girl. That that was definitely the weirdest part. Is that Batman and the Joker are both yes. in love with the same woman, and it does not end with a random decision to just go up into the top of a church. Right, have your helicopter come down and pick you up, man. There's no reason to go up in the top of the <laughs> church. Uh, yeah. Was there anything else we wanted to touch on in our retrospective of? The I'm, first bit. Yeah, I mean, you might say it wasn't a great script, but in terms of how it set the look and tone of Batman for the 90s, it had a huge impact. I mean, it led to the animated series, the look right. and feel of that. I mean, just the look and feel of kind of Batman for the rest of the series. 
It absolutely nails the tone, yeah. Yeah, and I mean, also, it's interesting is it set the tone of the Flash TV show, which came out. Right. That's right. And uh, whatever Burden would have done with Superman if he had done that. Yeah, I was watching uh, a little bit of the documentary about that recently. The Superman movie? Yeah. Um, I heard that was out. Yeah, pretty interesting. I only got about a 30-minute chunk, and it was all essentially talking about, like, the special effects they were doing with all the different, like, suits and stuff. Mm. It looked weird. Very comic booky. Would have been interesting. Christopher Walken is Brainiac. Yeah, yeah. Some of the concept art they showed of that was pretty fantastic. This is the first time hearing of that. Oh, that's, really? Yeah, that's oh, incredible. You, you haven't watched that documentary? I thought that would be like on top of your list of to do things. I have, my list of my to do list is six months out of date. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> that's breeder man. Yeah, I take care of my kids. I'm sure he would love a documentary about <laughs> about Tim Burton trying to You'd make. You'd be surprised. Superman movie starring Nicolas Cage. It's all the rage. Well, and yeah, and they interviewed John Peters a lot, and his he, he's an interesting character. So it's interesting <laughs> to hear. Like you have the Kevin Smith narrative of what happened, uh-huh. and then you have the John Peters narrative, and it's just yeah. like yeah, it's really yeah, interesting. That is cool seeing those two different um, opinions. Are we uh, are we going to touch on Mass of the Phantasm or just live action? We'll probably touch on it. Yeah, that's Eric's call. I'm yeah. Following his lead on this one. What's interesting about this action figure and how they're like, we gotta pad out the line is because, you know, this was the when Toy Biz had the license. This is before yes. Kenner started that was Toy Biz. and decided to, and with the stroke of genius, why don't we just make fifteen different versions of Batman in different colored outfits? Night camo Batman, jungle Batman, digital cyber attack Batman, undersea Batman. Brick wall camouflage Batman. What's interesting is Batman vs Superman is actually the first time we're going to have Batman in a different kind of suit in the movie. It's it's like it was made for toys. That's right. No, it's not entirely accurate. It, oh, in uh, Batman and Robin, he had like his ice suit. It, it, it was pretty much the same suit, but it had like different. He he changed suits yeah. in Batman and Robin. It was a completely different color scheme. <laughs> completely we'll we'll be talking about totally that different <laughs> repainted suit worth another toy. But the other thing that's interesting about the first Batman movie, and one thing that they started doing after that, everything after that was two villains. Yeah. And th- I that kind of bugged me. I'm like, does it have to? It, it felt like it was like a formula. Like we have to have two villains. We just, especially and it was always we're, we're going to team up. We're going to work together. Yeah, especially if they're two villains that aren't really interrelated at all. Well, I mean, like Riddler and Two Face, and they were Poison just Ivy yeah, and, they were just basically next on the list, yeah. going down the famous like who the descending order of popularity. Yeah, I mean, Scarecrow and Ra's Ghoul, like, the, that, it, it kind of worked. Dark Knight was um, Joker and Two-Face. Batman Rises was uh, Bane and Talia al Ghul. Or, it wasn't Talia. It was, it was Talia. Talia, yeah. Yeah. But yeah, it just seems, it seems like, does it, oh, we have to have two. It's gotta be two. We only do this every two or three years, it costs $200 million, we're gonna have two villains in this movie. Maybe it's to show everybody up who's like... When are you going to get to so-and-so? It's like, oh, all right, here. The one, one villain that they haven't done that I think could be really compelling on the screen is Man-Bat. I feel like it could be, like, a darker, kind of, like, horror-ish take. I don't think Man-Bat can carry a whole movie, to be honest. I think he would be a great, like, minutial teaser or, like, a plot, a part, an element of the plot that that's leads not into actually something bigger and it gets big. resolved. Yeah. yeah. 
Because, yeah, I mean, it's kind of like a Dr. Jekyll, Mr. Hyde. Like, he's just, like, a guy out of control, and he's yeah. a bat. If, if they did something with, like, Man Bat and Hugo Strange, kind of, like, mix them together, which I could yeah. see being working I mean, very well, you know? What are the other big classic villains? Killer Croc, Clayface. Now you have more recent ones from, like, Morrison's run. Like, what is it? Professor Pig? Oh, my God. <laughs> Terrifying on screen. That would be... Or the uh, Talon from the Court of Owls. But yeah. what other class? Are there other classic villains they haven't done yet? Hey, hey! I don't think they've ever done the Mad Hatter on. Screen. No, they haven't done the Mad Hatter. Probably for good reason. He's like a. He would be. He would be one of those joke intro villains. The Clock like, King. <laughs> Calendar Man. What about Bookworm? Bookworm. He was on the Adam West the, show. The Ventriloquist. Oh, Scarface. Firefly. Firefly. You want a drink. Uh, coffee. I would love a water. Rick, yes. you haven't... I mean, I saw them myself, but I don't think you've brought attention to the donuts. Oh, I didn't? Yeah, <laughs> no. there's donuts. You should have some, not while you're talking into the microphone. I'm going to sprinkle sugar on it. Please <laughs> don't. Uh, Todd, this is Russ. You I know like Eric, Eric, right? Yeah. Yes, okay. yes he knows. Uh, you look familiar, too. I don't know if we've Possibly. met briefly once or something. You guys met at my son's first birthday party. There we go. Uh, yeah. We chatted about Star Trek, I think. Um... Yeah, that doesn't narrow it down. <laughs> I think I introduced you as the guy who thought season seven was his favorite of TNG. Introduced me as uh, what? Did I think that you introduced you someone? Did think that at the time that way? Yeah, I don't remember. Um, or maybe I, I don't know. Who maybe I heard that later and I told Russ. Like, I don't know. No, someone was going on about how season seven was the best. Was that the last one? Yeah. Why would I? Have Whereas, like, if you I don't rewatch it, I don't think you'll feel that way. I, I, I remember my favorite episodes. I remember the one where Picard is—it's like a dream, but it's actually a like an the illusion. Inner, like, that's like where five. he lives a full life. He lives yeah. a full and life on that planet. To, and yeah, and he yeah. gets the flute, and it's like to—it's like their final message because yeah. they're gonna go extinct. That's um, that's season five. I really like that one, and I really like doing. the one where he legally defends the. The fact that um, data. data is a person, basically, uh, and has is he's, he's not a possession. I remember that one. He's his own yeah. And I watched that entity. show very sporadically when I was... Yeah, I was following in real time. Loved it. <laughs> I, I must say, I did not like it when it first aired, but forcing myself to go back and watch all of it. When it first aired, I was, I was started when I was four, so mm. it was pretty easy to please at that point. The Next Generation? Does? Yeah. What year did that start? 87. Oh, wow. Yeah, I would have been five. I am the old man in the room. Indeed. <laughs> well, uh, just to catch you up, we are talking about Batman. The first movie. Any thoughts on the first movie? So, wait. 89? Briefly. We mean, we mean, uh, dead, dead... Or not Tim. Ted Tim, Tim Burton. Ted Danson's Batman. Yes. <laughs> uh, I like it. Um, I still like it, and I actually did rewatch it recently. Uh, obviously, I saw it when it came out. Yeah. Um, obviously, um, how Jack- were you when it came out? Not to. When did it come? Eighty nine. Eighty nine. So I would have been I was in 16? kindergarten. Sixteen. Holy yeah. Shit. So that's I'm the old one. Right. So for everyone who can't see, which is everyone except for those of us in the room, um, just as a comparison, Eric has a. Thick black beard, rich, dark, and I have a not so thick but very like salt and pepper, white, gray, all kinds of stuff. So, so, so there, there's a little bit of an age gap. So, I mean, you were old enough where like the ex- the excitement and anticipation 
um, Batman movie. It was like, it was the first Batman movie. About this. It was yeah. the yeah. first Batman movie like ever made. I mean, we had Superman movies. Um, I don't think there was really a Spider-Man movie at the time. No, there um, was not. Plus, it was really like so comic nerds who were not part in any way of the mainstream like they kind of are now. Like now, liking comic books is cool. And everybody goes to see Marvel movies and everything. But back then... Great time to be alive. That was not the case. Uh, you were still a total nerd outcast, like, well into the 90s if you read comics. And so not very many people were familiar with Frank Miller or, um, you know, the Dark Knight vision of Batman. Mm-hmm. So he was the... What was the TV show the, with the tights and... Was that Adam West? Adam West, yep. yeah. Yeah, that was Batman that people knew... If they knew Batman, or they had sort of like a comic book view of him in a way of people who did not read comics, where it was like sort of idealized. So along comes this much darker vision of Batman at the time. Now you compare Tim Burton's Batman with, you know, the Heath Ledger Joker, let's say, and it doesn't seem very dark at all. But at the time, it was extremely dark, and mm-hmm. and Tim Burton, you know, had done, it was always very quirky. I don't remember if this was before or after Edward Scissorhands. This is Pee- before... Pee-wee's Big Adventure? Yeah. yeah this was his, and then, was, was that his second movie? movie? I think yeah. it was no, really? Pee-wee's... Pee-wee... No, oh, Pee-wee's yeah. Pee-wee's it was, was his first movie. was his second. No. Um, Pee-wee was his first big movie. But he had done stuff then, before? Yeah, he did, like, Frankenweenie. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Like, student films and short yeah. films and stuff. Um, then he did... He, so he did Pee-wee's Big Adventure. And Beetlejuice. Then he did Beetlejuice. And then Batman. Then Batman. And not many people had seen... I mean, Pee-wee's was okay, at, like, in terms of popularity. Right. And yeah. um, uh, I think less so Beetlejuice, more of a cult film. Um, I think Beetlejuice plus, was one of those, you know, goofy supernatural... I think it came around came out around the time of Ghostbusters, I think. Where well, it was, were, it was after Ghostbusters. It was after yeah. Ghostbusters, but it kind of scratched that same itch of, like, comedic but also creepy. Well, that's, so that's where he got Keaton... Yeah, yeah. That movie. yeah, and Keaton had a name, so he could yeah. bring people to the screen, mm-hmm. uh, and of course Jack Nicholson. So, which to me, like coming, like looking back and even revisiting it, it Jack Nicholson just dominates everything. He even right. almost dominates the Tim Burtonness of it in some ways. Oh, when yeah. He's Behind on the screen. <laughs> yeah. Well, when he's on screen, all you see is Jack Nicholson as the Joker, and that's your whole world is that, and the way he delivers lines and everything. And who's the who's the, um. Is it Grissom? Who's the guy who's above him who he kills? Uh, Jack Palance? Yeah, Jack Jack Palance. So Jack Nicholson kind of stands up to Jack Palance and like these two sort of Tell me where you hid the gold, Carly. These two legends like are, you know, face to face and and, uh, obviously the Joker defeats uh, Jack Palance's character and I feel like Jack Nicholson upstages Jack Palance in that. So it's really... Yeah, that aspect was lost on me when I was 12 years old. Well, I can see I that. Just... But but still to this day, right? Like, sure. have you ever danced with the devil in the pale moonlight? Is a cool line. Oh, like, yeah. It's, it's, yeah. It stays up over time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's the other thing. A little, who, little cheesy in other who, ways. Who else was up for so Batman well. at the time? Because there was a lot of controversy about Keaton being cast. And I, I, I enjoy him in the role, but who else was kind of up? Who... Who did the fans want at the time to be Batman? I don't remember. I, I don't know. There, there, like no, there were no Batman fans. I mean, was it like, like Alec Baldwin, I think, there, was probably I mean, suggested? I think the general this consensus is, well, was they were expecting some action star to get yeah, cast. This, this, this was before this, the internet, really. The, yeah. I mean, the, 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 the older script that I read before Keaton, before the producers rewrote it and like Keaton had been decided on, described Batman as like 
early, like very comic book style of Batman. He is burly. He's built like a weightlifter. Yeah, he is charismatic. He's a charismatic yeah, which, billionaire. How great with a secret <laughs> life, you know? <laughs> Who later was a was a, was a bad guy? Stallone, I really couldn't see. Uh, I, I am love. <laughs> you have the same lisp as uh, Bruce Wayne. What's what's going on, Batman? There's only one man in the city who talks like that. <laughs> Wait a minute. We've got an Austrian fighter in Gotham. I am the knight. <laughs> yeah, they might have had to do some voice dubbing. Uh, yeah, I mean the car, like the Batmobile before then was the was the TV show one. Yeah, so it was a very different Batmobile. Him like kind of killing people. I think that the eighty nine design new. with well, let's we can talk about the killing people in a minute. I don't know if he <laughs> really kills well anybody, but he kind oh, of oh, he murders so he, many people. The whole factory he detonates an entire factory full yeah. of ele- like allegedly full of goons. employees. But yeah. There could be a janitor in there, you know. Including maybe corrupt cops. Right. I don't know if, I don't right. know if, he, if he asked any corrupt cops in that. He, he did not. Yeah, he drops bombs, like, literally at guys' feet and then drives <laughs> away. And I'm pretty sure they're dead. Yeah, no, he's, he's pretty... He's pretty reckless with human life. But yeah, we, we definitely remember that. I think, I think part of that... Part of that is probably the, you know, action movie translation. You know, because... We can talk about the ideal as uh, the the ideals of the superhero not killing the bad guys all we want, but at the end of the day, it was a practical decision because these are long running serial stories that you know you can't just bring the villain back to life every time you want to use him. You're gonna keep him alive. So why does Batman never kill the Joker in the comics? Because he's a really he's good a good villain. character and he makes money. We're not gonna get rid of him. Sorry. I think that you know, looking back, nobody had read The Dark Knight Returns. I have read it since, but like, there was such a like rosy picture of Batman. So I could see, I don't know, Tim Burton producers, somebody saying like, if we're gonna do a Dark Knight Batman, he has to kill people, or else it's just gonna seem like cartoon Batman with a darker colored suit, possibly, because that was a kind of a big shock. Like Superman did not kill people. And well, we no, had cause... Superman, we had Christopher Reeve Superman movies at the time. Yeah. And that was pretty much it. Like, superheroes were not popular. There was no whole Marvel franchise. And there was no, I mean, there were in comics, but, you know. You would, you would think that movie. after the success of the first Superman movie, they would have immediately started work on Batman, you know. if Like, in, 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 the, in modern day, obviously, that, that's the sort of thing that happens. But, but they were like, no, we'll just, like, oh, I think it, Superman's enough for now. And then they run mm. that into the ground with... Yeah, I, I had asked you, like, Eric, like, like, like a few weeks ago, like, what if they had made a Batman movie in the late 70s, you know, at the same time as Superman? Like, what, right. what would well, that, that have was, looked like? like wasn't who, that before The Dark Knight was written? Yeah. Before Dark yeah. Knight, yeah, before yeah, like, Frank who, Miller who, who did would it? have played Batman yeah. at that point? It and, like, would have been... What would the tone be? So it would have probably been more like Burt Adam Reynolds. West. Because Adam West was still... Like, that, that Batman was totally being culture. replayed. Yeah. Like, you turn on... In this area, right. Channel 5, yeah. I think it was. Yeah, I got replayed when I was a kid. That's how I watched it. Was it was it replayed throughout? Or because, you know, when the when the first... When 89 came around, that was the dawn of my, like, pop culture awareness mm. of what was going on. And, you know, I would come home from school. It's like, hey, there's that old Batman show on the TV. Oh, yeah, there's a movie coming out, isn't there? Like, was that in syndicated reruns, like, throughout the years? Or did they, or did they just dust it off? Because, like, oh, my God, Batman's popular again. We got to mm. get in on that action. No, I think before before there were any hints of a, of a movie, of a Tim Burton movie, 
Batman was being shown. I mean, I was pretty young, and I would see Batman. Mm. The other thing was the George Reeves, I think is his name, Superman. Oh, yeah. I will. I watched that on Nick at Night. Yeah, I mean, I I watched that when I was a little kid. So I was watching that along with, you know, when Buck Rogers came out. Funny story, Ben Affleck played George Reeves in a movie about his suicide. He did. Yes. I did not know George Reeves was suicide. It was like an Adrian... Yeah, yeah. way, to, way to bring us down. I know. <laughs> <laughs> it's called Hollywood Land. They were yeah. going to call it Truth, oh. Justice, in the American Way, but DC good? Comics decided they wouldn't let. They them. didn't want that. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't see it, but um, yeah, this it is... looked interesting. It was uh, Adrian Brody as a detective investigating the right. suicide as possible foul play. I think. Hmm. Yeah, Ben Affleck as Superman. You know, funny. Anyway. Def- definitely, I would say the early 80s, like my... So I was born in 73, so I was, mm. you know, 7 in 1980, and so my... The childhood that I really remember and watching TV after school every day and all that kind of stuff is the 80s. And the early 80s, superheroes were all, like, heroes and brightly colored tights, and there was no, like tortured anything there was no mm. dark knight there was none of that it was all and when like vertigo comics came it was it was like a revolution it was mm-hmm. very different they ran ads on tv and really like for vertigo yeah actually yes <laughs> um it was, it was it was i don't think of, i've ever seen a television ad for I, a comic. I really well it was it was not for a comic it was for vertigo for comics and it was it was basically check with your local retailer yeah it was thing? it was okay. trying to like it was trying to get adults in the comics and there was literally so it's a voiceover and it's panning around this guy's apartment and the voiceover is yeah I, I get into comics now and they're not just for kids and then it literally pans across this woman wearing like a skirt with her legs crossed and she's like really attractive and she's reading I don't know if she's reading Sandman or one of those early like I don't think they wanted to market Sandman because it didn't need to be marketed, but one of those vertical co- titles, she's mm. reading it, and he goes, oh, and there's my girlfriend, Christy. Say hi, Christy. And she goes, hey. And then, like, the pan keeps going at all the cool stuff in this guy's apartment, and he reads comics. That was the ad. They ran it a whole lot. Like, that, you're that like, you, you have to YouTube this now. <laughs> very uh, 80s. And, yeah, we're, and we're still catching up with the idea that girls read comics, too. I, probably. <laughs> I, I mean, how long are we going to be catching up with the idea of girls being equivalent it's it's like, I mean, it's out there it's true but i don't know it seems like we're some people still have trouble welcoming and getting the message i'm resisting the urge to delve into politics at this point unless we unless we want to we will no well <laughs> we're not going to delve into gender politics but i can i can assure you that i'll be bringing up politics when we get to the dark knight rises <clears throat> is that the heath ledger one no, that's the sequel to, Eth- to the Heath Ledger one. It's the Bane one. There's a little, there's oh, a little right. bit of politics in the Heath Ledger one, too. Are there four uh, Chris Nolan ones? Three. Three. Only three. Yeah. So, is the Heath Ledger one the first Chris Nolan? Second. No. The first one is Batman Begins, which has uh, Scarecrow as the main villain. With, uh, what's that? Liam Neeson. Killian Murphy. Yeah, Killian. Killian Murphy. Yeah, who's who's, who's Neeson. awesome. Neeson. Yeah. Although... Scarecrow's really the main villain in that? I no, Raz, Ra- 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 Ghoul, yeah. I call there Ra- you go, there you go. Yeah, because Scarecrow's like a cameo in all three of them, or all f- whatever. Scarecrow's a supporting and, player. And it's, all, it's so disappointing. Is that it? No. Is that the ad? No, you're right, I don't think that's the ad. I wish I could remember some of the dialogue from it. 
Mm. Aside from, oh, and there's my girl. Like, the totally predictable and, like, embarrassing introduction of the girlfriend. Like, yes, you can date and read comics. Which <laughs> which really was, like, controversial. Like, watching that, that ad for the first time, it's like, oh, yeah, right, he has a girlfriend and he reads comics. <laughs> no, that's not how that works. You can't do both. <laughs> right, exactly. All right, well, so... Batman the movie comes out, revolutionizes every, the general public's idea of Batman. And even opens the door for other kinds of superheroes. I mean, I would say, like, yes. what was that movie um, with, um, like, Ben Stiller? It was, like, these sort of off-brand superheroes. Oh, Mystery Men? Right. Yeah, like, I feel like, was, I feel like Tim Burton's Batman kind of opened the door for that, that whole concept. That and, and um, you know, all that kind of stuff. All the sort of anti-hero Stuff that that Zoolander came through over the years. <laughs> yeah. Unfortunately, the microphone will not pick up Blue Steel. It, it, you you can't hear Blue Steel. I don't think. Are you sure? Well, maybe if someone, maybe if someone could really do Blue Steel, it would be completely audible. Well, I will. Let's let's segue into. Wait. Well, that means segue. Are we yeah. in, Should we segue into something else, or do we? Are have we more to, segueing into the movies chronologically, or yeah, how are we, we probably want to go chronologically. Yeah, yeah we want to go move on. Well, let's we, just do the first we, one and the last one, and then slowly meet in the middle. <laughs> everyone will follow no, 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 that conversation. Well, yeah. right. <laughs> Batman and Robin. No, <laughs> <laughs> the grand finale. But yeah, we're all right. To seg- it, I'm gonna yeah. puke. To segue into Batman Returns, um, it. Is interesting that it were it's a movie that is Tim Burton just completely untethered, just being as Tim Burtony as he can possibly be. Yeah, that movie disturbed me when I was a kid. Yes, choosing the next two villains based on some like spirit animal thematic significance that he that he saw in them. Interestingly enough, making them way crazier than they should be. Can we jog mine and maybe some listeners' memories? Uh, is that George Clooney, or is it still... No, no it's still Michael Keaton. Still, still Michael Keaton. Michael Keaton came back. Who are the villains? Is Catwoman. That... Michelle Pfeiffer. Right, right. Michelle Pfeiffer as the um, architect of my taste in women. Penguin. <laughs> and Danny DeVito as the most terrifying penguin. Like, I, used to, I had nightmares after I watched that movie as a kid with him, like, Just eating, eating the, the fish. fish. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yes. that, I, was, yes. I was not ready for that when I watched it. <laughs> that was a weird one. Yeah. One of the many uh, artistic liberties taken with the characters. Catwoman, not a, not a jewel thief with a certain affection for felines, but actually had a really bad day and was resurrected by cats. Right, resurrected by the <laughs> love of cats. Yes. <laughs> And Very then, Egyptian. In a, but in a terrifying scene, yeah, where they all start really like licking yeah. her and like biting her. Yeah, that was creepy. Like, was yeah, gonna, like they're gonna eat her. or something. Yeah, yeah. That movie was a hundred percent creepy. Yeah, and then uh, yeah, and um, Penguin, who originally was just some stout, funny-looking guy who had who liked to rob banks and steal bird stuff with a bit of class, you know, turns out to be this. Deformed, raised Monster. by penguins in the Gotham sewers. <laughs> Fathered by Paul Rubens, right? Wait, is that... Yes, right, yes. <laughs> is that Fathered actually... Fathered by Pee-wee. 
Is that actually from the story? That is the movie that he that was is raised by penguins in he, the sewers. He was raised by penguins because the Gotham sewers are overrun by penguins. It's a common problem. You know, I thought Danny DeVito was well cast. Oh, yeah. Certainly, at the time, I thought that. absolutely prototype Frank Reynolds. And I will say in this movie. Yeah. Now, who's Frank Reynolds? From oh, Philly, character Sunny. from Always Sunny in Philadelphia. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> so there's the penguin from Adam West with the who's basically like Mr. Peanut, but evil. Yeah. <laughs> and then there's then there's Danny DeVito, mm-hmm. um, which I don't really remember that well. And then we have who's the guy who's doing it in Gotham? Oh, I have uh, no idea. I don't watch that show. The, it's the young guy. Uh, you, well, obviously. Are you watching it on the assumption that you will hate it? Or, I mean, sorry, I'm, I'm watching it on the assumption that I'm not watching it. I'm a, I assume I'll be bored. I, oh, it's not boring, but it is I, terrible. It really. I started watching it. it the story. The, the, the first season show, was. I mean, I watched the first half, of the, and it was just. Oh, I don't know how what the second season. Maybe they retooled a little bit, but the first season was just really. You, you know what I, I do? Liked it. And like, oh, watch, let's have young Bruce Wayne be really tortured, drawing like nooses in his book, and he's going to become a detective and try and solve his. I'm just like, why is young Bruce Wayne even a character? Huh. Well, the worst part is that they have a uh, young. Uh, Jim Gordon, essentially, they turn him into like a. He's like an. He's like. He's like Vic Mackey from The Shield. At, uh, eventually, like I don't watch the show anymore, but I love reading uh, Rob Brickens' uh, recaps on Io9 because he's just like, all right, the show is terrible, but man, is it entertaining. And then he kind of goes through all the. I, I do like that they're having Hugo Strange now with B.D. Wong as Hugo Strange. Oh, yeah. I do like B.D. Wong. Yeah, like so, Wong. Yeah. so I think there's a big generation gap here because, so, I have no knowledge of comic books except for Sandman and Sin City, and that's it. Uh, and I've read The Dark Knight Returns and The Killing Joke. Um, I actually own The Killing Joke, so that's what I know about comic That's literally everything. I, mm. I have no idea what Jim Gordon's backstory is supposed to be. Um, so I like Gotham, and maybe I have no taste. Uh, or I'm just old, and it strikes me differently. But yeah, I will well, say, it's, it's, the I, guy who does Penguin in Gotham, it's sort of like young Penguin, but he's already like evil and sort of deranged. nefarious. And, and yeah, and he's just really odd. Like, that is my favorite Penguin ever. And and he not that actually, he's competition. In the episodes I did watch, he was the standout. Yeah, exactly. he, he was the best he, character. Yeah, he's gotten yeah. lots of praise for his portrayal. It's it's more just the writers, the writing in general, and the portrayal of Gordon. Yeah, I don't I don't really care like oh what the, the origins are supposed to be, but I, I just the whole premise of like oh they're all going to be young, but all the villains from Batman are there being mm. their normal villains and thieves. Well, but maybe a little younger. I don't I don't know. I'm just <laughs> yeah, just the prequel premise just is a little young yeah. People yeah age that's, faster than old people, right? <laughs> that's what really caused me to write it off, and I, I just don't I don't need a prequel. I don't need a Batman prequel at yeah. all. And what what made me really angry is that I read and really liked a comic called Gotham Central, which is basically Law and Order. Which Gotham is what City. I would have loved to have seen the show. Yeah, but you don't. Wait, feel which like they that's used? No, they, no. they well they they partly used as a basis for the show. True, but you know the comic. It's not a prequel or anything. It's taking place concurrently while Batman is active, uh, but it's in like the show, and he you know he shows up on every now and yeah. then. You know, but it, it concentrates on the cops dealing with everything Batman you know, doesn't deal with. Yeah, or and just living in a world where there's crazy villains with like yeah, flamethrowers like, and right. like mutant shit. Yeah, I like, think just, yeah, yeah. The, the first issue starts with them checking up on a on an anonymous tip. They knock on the door, and guy's partner gets freeze blasted. Oh, okay. <laughs> He's like my partner, man. So. 
That does sound better. Yeah, and they're like they're arguing like, should we turn the signal on? No, we're gonna take we're gonna handle this ourselves. We don't need the bat. <laughs> yeah, well, it's weird too that they didn't go younger for like Bullock or like Montoya's in the show too. I think in Gotham. Yeah, um, so. and they they were both two yeah. characters from the animated series who were they really are. great. Um, but like. How old is Donald Logue now? Like, if you go with... You know, <laughs> yeah. I mean, it all is strange. And Bullock like, is going to be 90 years yeah. old by the time... Uh, I mean, essentially Batman all the villains are going to be, like, 20 years older than Batman by the time Batman shows right. up on the so scene. So no wonder he's yeah. such a great crime player. <laughs> <They're> all- <laughs> <laughs> he's just beating up old people. <laughs> but, um... Should have yeah. thought twice before you did that, Gramps. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, well, so Batman Returns... <laughs> Lots of artistic liberties. Tim Burton, absolutely doing his best. Tim Burton, uh, or his most Tim. His Burton, most maybe. is yeah. the most Tim Burton. It's overflowing with Tim Burton. Yeah, just Tim Burton out the years. Um, it has a lot that I do like, and then something stupid will happen. Like Catwoman will put a bird in her mouth, and it's just the spell is broken. It's completely broken. Does she do that? Yeah, yes. she does. <laughs> it rings a bell. I remember like feathers falling out or something. Yeah. Like, what, is, like a, what is the deal here? What it, what it, what's it? A Sylvester and Tweety cartoon, almost like you know. It's right. like, and then, it's, then the yeah. mom, whose face you never see, hits yeah, Sylvester and then, and then, the then she and, and then she opens her out. mouth and it flies right out. Yeah, completely <laughs> unharmed. But I mean, it's, yeah, it, one of my favorite things about the movie is the penguins with the rockets strapped on their back. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's amazing, murderous. Uh, it's, it has it has it's, it has the same it has the same exact story problems as the first movie, where it starts to go somewhere maybe interesting, like penguin running for mayor. Even though that comes out of nowhere, you have something resembling a plot. But then they go into. But then they just it just well, and like the first movie, devolves, the movie is really about up, the villain. Batman yeah. is kind of like a, a mm. secondary, like a, a supporting player. Mm-hmm. I mean, the main character in the first movie is the Joker. The main character in the second movie is Penguin and Catwoman. Batman is just kind of there in the background, really. I never yeah. noticed it before, but you He's, are right. It's, we see more of the Joker in the first one. Yeah, there's kind and much no. more character development, uh, even though it's kind of. He's like, also the biggest star. Yeah. Well, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and the yeah, best and first build star too. Yes. Yeah. And really up until um I mean I, I, I would say I have always liked Christian Bale, but up until the Chris Nolan movies, the best actor in any Batman film. Oh yeah. Mm. That's not really debatable, I don't yeah. think. But um yeah, so Batman Returns also just like gets to that point where everyone's just like, um we gotta tie up some loose ends here. What's the what was the penguin plan again? Oh, I'll just write something about destroying the city with rocket penguins. Okay, fine. That works. Then Catwoman will also be there and yeah. Her story will end. I, I mean I like the again, like the design and just the look was great. It looks Burton. it looks amazing. And like setting Fantastic. it like at like Christmas, like snow coming down, like Batman yeah. in the snow is just that's that's a nice gothic building. It is. It's yeah. great. It it has a fantastic atmosphere and Another movie that I still do enjoy watching from time to time, but I also just... Ah, this could have been a lot better. But I will say it was one of the first movies that I was a big fan of without having actually seen the movie because my parents did not want to take me when I was a kid. Uh, they were like, I hear that's really intense. We're going to avoid this as long as possible. Did you have like, like the, the magazine special? I had every <laughs> single thing from this movie you could buy. Yeah, I had like <laughs> pretty much. Cards and stuff. I had storybooks. I had the comic adaptation. The toys, the coloring, all that. Yeah, yeah. Um, I had everything. 
Yeah, there Loved was it. a there was a decent parental backlash from that from that flick, right? Absolutely, because it was absolutely creepy. PG thirteen. Yeah. I mean, pen- Penguin is biting faces. Biting yeah. faces. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Biting the nose off. Yeah. Christopher Walken. Yeah. Catwoman's being all sexy, very, ushering very countless sexy. young nine-year-olds into <laughs> manhood. <laughs> it's funny that, because PG-13 was actually invented, like, because of parents taking kids to see movies that they think are kid-appropriate yeah, and then have it, horrific stuff. Was uh, it Gremlins? It was two movies, Gremlins and Temple of Doom. We're, yes. we're both oh, we're no. both complete like, hard out. The, yeah, the but I mean, PG shows. movies used to be like there'd be like nudity in PG movies. And they're like, oh, it's no big deal. Yeah, problem. Logan's no. Run, boobs. I didn't remember that. Romeo and Juliet. Oh, the Zeffirelli. Mm-hmm. Yes, uh, great movie. Uh, People didn't used to be afraid of boobs. Yeah, we watched that in English class in high school. Yeah, yeah you, just, you can tell everyone. Whoa. <laughs> Yeah, I just Everyone saw on, uh, on, on the TV last weekend was Sheena, Queen of the Jungle. Oh. <laughs> I guess one of the early, you know, in, in 80s comic book adaptation, actually. But yeah, it's just like full frontal nudity, PG, sure, mm. no problem. Why not? Frontal it wasn't as threatening back then, somehow. I don't know. And apparently some parents have made the mistake, it doesn't seem like very many, of actually taking children to Deadpool, even though it has an R rating. I... I, that and, blows my mind. Well, there was there's actually like a a, a actually, shared like image of a conversation of I took my kids to Deadpool and I had to take them out yeah. in the first like five minutes. I can't believe it. And then this, a person replies saying, "Yeah, they should have like made a more like some like a warning for cha- parents. change the rating or put out a warning." And and the person com- comments right after that, "You mean like an R rating?" <laughs> I don't know. You, you just can't if, help. Actually, sometimes. if you're going to stick around, we are going to be talking about Deadpool. Um, so yeah, so I, we can I, save that discussion. I'm that here discussion. all day if we want. All right. If I don't annoy too much. I mean, I'm just trying to... It's going to be a yes. day. Well, let's, let's not get off track with things we Batman. are going to be talking about ultimately yeah. anyway. It's 106, just that way. Batman Returns. Christopher Walken. My first exposure to Christopher Walken, and I'll never forget it. Is must, this the next one? That must have been mine. No, this no, is this is the same. We're, we're still on we're still on the Tim Burton Christmas who's, movie. Who's Christopher Walken? He plays Max Shrek. Yeah, the, the evil uh, Bruce Wayne. Yeah, the evil venture capitalist <laughs> slash poli- aspiring. Politician. I think I saw this movie once. Crime boss shows what you know. <laughs> <laughs> now solid. I kind of want to see it again. Solid. Really? You don't you don't remember Chris Walken was in the movie? I don't. He's I the don't. one that he's the one that kills Selena Kyle and she gets resurrected. Yeah, and then he he kind of like he takes You're going through my files and like he's the one that like convinces well, Penguin to run for mayor. Or I whatever. was I was never a fan of Batman the the whole concept uh, and I if I have to leave now that's okay. But <laughs> like, no, that's fine. Just, it's it's it is a I, weird concept. I was it's never, almost it's almost creepy. I was never a, a Batman person. And so, if it was a good movie, like the first one, then I might watch it a couple times, uh, if it came on HBO later or whatever. And if it was not so good, like the second one, was just not as good to me. Even though you would think Christopher Walken and Danny DeVito and Michelle Pfeiffer, like, is, is, is a good cast. Something, yeah, I would say something that the... It just didn't... Yeah, I mean, it doesn't have Jack Nicholson's Joker, but something that the second movie does have over the first one is the, uh cast interplay like mm. any scene where bruce wayne or selena kyle and selena kyle are talking just like as people not as batman and catwoman is 
aces to me. So much better than it's, the Bruce Wayne, Vicky Vale. Yeah, like the, 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 where they just the, feel kind of smooshed together. You mean, you mean that and sort Bruce of like, kind of like rapey? Yeah. Oh yeah, so <laughs> so rapey. That is such a rapey scene. Yeah, of there, like, there is oh. so much more charisma and like uh, you know chemistry between the two of them in Batman Returns. Mm. But uh, you know, yeah, the the, the back and forth, pretty great. Where they're like. Oh, I've got somewhere to be. Oh yeah. Hey well, Alfred, can you uh, cover for me? And then she's like, Hey Alfred, can you cover for me? And, you know, right. it's it's cute. It's all, like, yeah. and also they're making out on the couch and like, oh no, my sleeves up, my scar from the night before. Right. <laughs> you know, the battle that we had. Right. Can't let her see that. And that was so. The next one was the one with uh, Mr. Freeze and um, no, was, no, uh, no, Poison Ivy. No? Next one was no. Val Kilmer with uh, yes. Riddler, Jim Carrey. And- Face and Tommy Batman, Batman Forever. That was Schumacher's uh, first. I'm assuming I saw that second. one. I'm sure you did. Let me let me let me set. All right, so yeah, not to push us yeah. too far along, but I'm just trying to so remember. Returns I don't remember. comes out in '92. Batman Forever comes out in 1995. After yep. after right. Batman Returns doesn't really make a, nearly as much money as the first one, so they're like, "Okay, Tim, that was nice. Thank you. Mm. Um, we're gonna move on." And as far as I can tell, like from what I hear, they thought, well, Batman maybe has run its course. But um, all right, we'll, we'll I guess we'll try this one more time. So they bring in Joel Schumacher, and they make the first Batman, the first at- honest attempt to make Batman the focus of the movie. Mm-hmm. And I, I to this day will defend the movie as the closest we got to a good story in the '90s for a Batman movie. Um, it it also falls apart at the end, but it actually tries to do something with the Bruce Wayne character and I think bringing in the Riddler as sort of a rival businessman as an enemy for Wayne as well as Batman was a pretty cool move. So my memory of Batman Forever I think I'd already the animated series had already started about that point right? Yeah yeah yeah. So I'd watched the animated series and I remember and this is the first time this ever happened to me was the first time I think I felt kind of the like negative nerd rage when I saw like the portrayal of Two-Face and the Riddler because I was so attached to the animated series characters I came right. in and they were so over the top and like more cartoonish than the cartoons and I I remember that was the first time I was ever kind of had like that kind of Nerd anger at just look yeah. at this all wrong. Well, I mean, all of a sudden the the villains started acting like the villains from the Adam West show. Right. Like, I mean, Tommy Lee's version of Two Face is just like, look at my purple face, look at it. Tommy Lee Jones was trying to do his best Jack Nicholson, I think, and just not pulling it off very well. No. Because Tommy Lee Jones doesn't do good Nicholson. He does good Tommy Lee Jones. Right. And that was that was that's what I. People who were older and actually had an idea of who Tommy Lee Jones was at the time, which I. Didn't really care because right, I was no. what was I eleven? Yeah, uh, I don't believe I was so. Too you know, they were really disappointed that it wasn't. You know, they thought they were getting Tommy Lee Jones as Two Face, but no, they were getting like Somebody Tommy Lee Jones. Jones. This is beneath me, so I'm just going to Nicholson it up <laughs> as Two Face. <laughs> there was definitely some ham. In his yeah, performance. was was Batman also? More cartoonish. Batman was stoic Val Kilmer. Oh right, and was very wooden. He was ice. I don't think. Right. Yeah. You're still dangerous. 
I mean, he had a good look to him, but no, he just did not. He, I don't think he pulled off the, the lead role very well. Well, and this all. is also where Robin is introduced. Yeah, Chris O'Donnell. Right. Way too old to be adopted as a ward. And also, <laughs> one of the worst signs for a movie ever possible, if it has Chris O'Donnell in it, it's not a good This movie. is before we even knew who he was, or... Well, yeah, really, before think... he did The Bachelor, which might be worse than Ishtar. I was Honestly. yeah, I was one. I, I never saw it, but I was don't yeah. L- l- later on, I was uh, later on. We're gonna have a where are they now with Chris O'Donnell and Alicia Silverstone. Do we, do we what even to, happened? Do we after that? Do we really want to know where Chris O'Donnell is now? No, Alicia Silverstone because I have kind of, because I have a theory because like, I, I I do want to talk about how Batman and Robin ended careers, <laughs> justifiably in my opinion. Yes, but anyway, Batman Forever. Am I the only one that clearly remembers the movie? Uh, I remember it pretty wait, wait, well. Was Alfred like sick and dying? No, and... that's Batman. <laughs> no, that's wait, Batman wait. and Robin. <laughs> hey, um, was this Why does nobody remember Batman? The Bat credit card. Batman, that's yeah. Maybe Batman there's a reason. Robin. Maybe that says something well, no, about it. Honestly, there Val- is like a nightmare where Val Kilmer like not, imagines not a good giant enough, bat coming not, at him. Like, remember this? Not good enough to be remembered. Not bad enough to be hated. Is well, that yeah. What, Val- is that what Batman Val- Forever is? Val Kilmer's performance was. Uh, like you said, pretty wooden. It was entirely. I honestly, I don't remember much of him in the movie at all. I just remember being very young and upset that they got Riddler and especially Two Face so wrong. I was probably more upset about Riddler because I don't think Two Face was in the old Adam West, but Riddler was, and I, I feel like, I mean, to this day, I would like to see a really evil Riddler because we've gotten a really evil like Joker. And I always loved Riddler because I love the idea of him. But all I've really had, like at least cinematically, never having read the comic books, is the Adam West Riddler who's just sort of silly and wears that bowler and has question marks all over his one-piece <laughs> jumpsuit, right? But a really evil Riddler would be so cool well, in my opinion. I've, I've, I've actually, in Gotham, he's a brutal murderer. I, I like the Riddler in Gotham. I really like him, and I like how it takes like, half half the first season to even figure out, oh, crap, that's the Riddler. Are you serious? He's telling riddles to the cops in yes, like the first but, episode. Okay, let's see. Again, <laughs> because, he, because he's like the one of the detectives. I forgot to look for the Riddler when I was watching Gotham. I wasn't it's like I think other people watch Gotham and they're like, oh, that's that guy. Oh, that's that. and I, I don't know those oh, people. Gotcha. In fact, when I watch like all kinds of things, like there was one of the Chris Nolan Batman's where um, there's that court scene. Uh, I don't remember which one. Yes. The one with Dave. And I'm like, and yes, where Batman and Robin are sitting in the front row of the, oh, no, no, no. Of the, I mean, the audience. In the I mean, there's house. like a pile of rubble, and there's in a Batman Forever, and there's a person, that was person sitting at the top of the pile of rubble. This is a Chris Nolan one. There's yeah, a yes, pile that, of that was rise, Batman Rises, and it was it was it was um, the Scarecrow, the scarecrow was sitting right? at the top of the, head of the judge. That's the only thing he does in the whole movie. Yeah, and I don't just recognize Cillian Murphy and remember that he's Scarecrow. And so I walked out of that 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 Chris Nolan one. And I was like, "Who is the dude sitting that on the top was, of the pile of rubble judging bizarre. all the people?" Like because, and I think like all the the Batman, the true Batman fans are like, "Oh, there he is!" You know, like they know everybody that they're seeing. I know nobody. I don't know. Maybe anybody. you just no, have a terrible. Memory. I that well that too that too. <laughs> I disagree. I don't think like you don't have to be a Batman fan to recognize that it's the same actor from the previous right. movies. And like there was nothing in but, his moment. To identify, to like, you know, he doesn't exactly say his name. He doesn't, you know, do anything as the, the scarecrow. The thing. Yeah, so it's just he's not being kicked out of Arkham or whatever. Yeah, so you don't need. So it's just like recognizing the actor. I don't. Yeah, 
But anyway, Batman Forever was pretty forgettable. So I really liked it as a kid. Forever or Batman Forgettable? What's the better? <laughs> Maybe I should go back and watch it. By the way, I, I was like, what else has Joel Schumacher done? And I was a little bit surprised to learn um, one of his first is Lost Boys. So, oh yeah, so interesting. And he also did Batman and Robin. So how far he fell? Uh, I mean, not like Lost Boys is some great, well, yeah, classic movie, but but it it really worked yeah. at the time. If at least. you if you watch the Lost Boys and someone tells you this guy's going to make a Batman movie, you're like, <laughs> all right, <Yeah>. fantastic. <laughs> but then. Then he did it. <laughs> he actually does it. So much camp. So have, much camp. Are we getting into Batman and Robin? Not yet. <laughs> I have opinions. As I, as I said, Batman Forever is the closest to a is the closest that the '90s movies came to like a good. St- Obviously, it didn't really story. get there, but it do, it makes a valiant effort at trying to tell a real you know a real story. The thing is, it falls apart in the end yet again. Like, there's this plot thread of Bruce having this memory that he's repressed of something about his dad's journal, you know? And that just kind of peters out. goes absolutely nowhere. People love to repress And he, he has, like, a... And it has, the movie has the obligatory, like, dark night of the soul, but it's just a... It's more like a dark half hour of the soul or something. <laughs> he's just like, the, the cave's been blown up. Robin's gone, and there's another riddle, and Nicole Kidman's been kidnapped, and he's like, "Damn, what am I gonna do?" He's like, "Oh, I guess I'll just go out and, you know, save the day." And Robin randomly comes back. It's like, "Hey, I'm here again. Hi." <laughs> but well, then there was a they, they strap the thing on the the Riddler's head, and it like mutates his head and causes brain damage, and it's oh, pretty terrifying yeah. at the end. He's yeah, screaming. I forgot about that. That that's pretty weird and creepy at the end, but. What I was going to say is they, the, the reason why this seems so, this one plot thread abruptly peters out is because they, they got rid of this really bizarre scene that was supposed to signify Bruce's like um, reconciliation with himself and his dual identity. And Russ, if you remember, we watched this on like the DVD bonus yeah. feature. He's not sure what to do. He feels all is lost, so he goes down to the cave with Alfred. And Alfred, I swear, points him in the direction of like a dark corner of the cave. He's like, "Your answers are in there." It's just like Yoda. <laughs> just go into exactly. I think he literally says, "What's in there? Only, Only what, what you, you take, take with, with you." you. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> so Alfred's now his his damn Yoda, and sure. He, so Bruce goes in. He finds like his his dad's journal that he dropped there as a kid when he was you know trying to run away from the pain of whatever. And his last entry was you know, Bruce insists on going to see a movie tonight. He's like, oh god, it was no. my fault. It was all my fault. Not again. But then he sees this bat coming toward him, and he realizes, oh, it's a giant bat. And now we're gonna have a moment. And now I'm gonna s- slowly flap my arms in time with this giant animatronic, really creepy as hell bat. Wait, wait, I, it's, just, it's I, just a, wanna, I just want to understand. This happened? This you can find it on YouTube. Oh, I found is flapping it. his arms? Yes. It's a giant, find like, it on man-sized bat. Batman Forever. Yeah, Batman yes. Forever deleted scene. And it's supposed to be like some kind of sort oh, of hallucination scene. he's mm-hmm. having or something? Or is there actually a giant bat living in the cave? Or is it not clear? And then the bat's head explodes and it's his face I, inside. I asked this... <laughs> 
it's this really complicated question. Right it's, as Eric took a huge bite of donut. <laughs> it's definitely it's definitely like metaphor. And then the camera Cathartic pulls back, and Alfred is there working a giant electronic <laughs> <laughs> bat. Pay no attention to he, the he's butler been behind the for this moment for a long time. You're the best. But I think our favorite part is when he emerges from the cave, just beaming, like you know he's attained enlightenment. He's he's, he's, he's like, "Are you all right, sir? I'm fine, Alfred. I'm Batman." <laughs> does he actually say that? Yes, I think he does. Well, it's been I, a while. I, maybe maybe my subconscious like made me forget. Just so that no, no, this is a deleted scene they're talking about. But still, if if that you know, we we have it on YouTube now. Yeah, we're gonna add it for the the listeners at home. So we have searched for Batman Forever deleted scene Batcave, and if you if you want to see this at home while you're listening, uh, if yeah, then that's that's what you can do. It's a very dark film scene, so you might have to like lower your lights while you watch. Oh yes, and there is big. It actually looks like almost like a ballet dancer in a bat suit, like flapping. I want to see him flap his Val arms. Val Kilmer's got the. Oh, and the bat looks very eighties, like, like uh, Stan Winston Studios oh, makeup job. Is he? Are those his arms or the bat? They're face to face, and the oh, the bat is. In the age of CGI, the bat looks pretty bad. <laughs> like looking back. Oh, and the lighting. Oh. Don't, it looks like a music video. Don't almost. do it. Yeah, it yeah. does. Don't do this. Don't do not go to YouTube and <laughs> and uh, yeah. Just my narration is probably bad enough. Oh, oh there goes I, the arm. I might have to look away. <laughs> oh, poor Val Kilmer. Guys, I, why aren't why aren't we listening to Kiss from a Rose right I now? I was just gonna say, why isn't Kiss from a Rose playing? <laughs> oh, and Alfred's watching this whole thing. Oh no, there he, now he comes out. Okay. Well, now I've seen that. Yeah, <laughs> we can't unsee it. I'm glad I could bring that to your all's attention. It's telling that I remember this deleted scene better than the entire movie. The entirety of the movie. That, that is well, a strong uh, indictment. I think that that leads into something I was thinking about regarding uh, Batman and Robin, which is that it was so bad that I remember it better than the second or third of the I enjoy Batman and Robin is terrible, but I enjoy it because it is so bad. It's much more enjoyable to watch. Because yeah. of how it is a it, it is, it is it is that special kind of bad where, like, I I get frustrated with a lot of movies, including the previous Batman movies, that you know, a lot of people did their jobs very very well, but you know, then the screenwriter shows up and if he if he did work hard, it was turned to shit, you know, all that. Batman and Robin, everyone did terrible. Nobody does a good job. And also, the movie does not attain some unearned success. The movie is a disaster, and it got exactly what it deserved. And so I, 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 can't, I, I don't hate it. Well, I, don't I will hate say it. this. It got, I saw it this got movie in theaters so twice. Not exactly twice. What it I only saw it once. And, and I is... said, yes, I know it is terrible, but I'm going to enjoy it, goddammit. There's a rocket ship in like the first 20 minutes where Batman and Robin, they, they go up into a rocket ship above Gotham City. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Look, it is it is a fun Coolio movie. Coolio is in if it. If they had, <laughs> that's right. You know, if you made the same movie, like with every when every everything happens, maybe you. It's you know, like with, a with funnier a die time. version of Batman. Is kind of what it is. It's like who could we get to be the most ridiculous Mister Freeze, Arnold Schwarzenegger? But he's going to keep the accent. I, I, it too. is it is just as goofy as the I others, speak. but the tone is so just embracing the campiness of it all. Oh, yeah. You know what's yeah. funny about Mister Freeze and Arnold Schwarzenegger is I can't easily keep track of which 
um, Arnold Schwarzenegger one-liners are him being Mr. Freeze versus him in Running Man making a one-liner about Sub-Zero. Oh, yeah. I totally get that mixed up because it's like <laughs> the exact same one-liners. The writer was probably watching a lot of Running Man. Yeah. Cool off. <laughs> <laughs> Chill out. Yeah. You know what killed the dinosaurs? The Ice Age. <laughs> yeah, I mean, if, if nothing else, Batman and Robin gave us a really great uh, YouTube video of just bad one-liners. That, and I don't remember how long it is, but, like, in fact, I, I watched the movie uh, a few a couple years ago, I guess, after not having seen it since the theater. And in the uh, interim, I hadn't seen any of it except watching the YouTube video with all of the bad uh, one-liners. And I was a little disappointed how much movie there was in between all of it. <laughs> <laughs> Am I correct in remembering that Mr. Freeze and Poison Ivy combine like their layers at some point? So Mr. Freeze yeah. has like his ice layer his in like her, her damp, hot jungle environment. That does I think. There's some, I think so. Maybe. There's definitely a final confrontation with them both there. Yeah, yeah. Like I mean, and, and one of my favorite scenes, Robin gets into Poison Ivy's lair. He's being seduced, and then she like her vines push him underwater. And there's a scene where he's like thrashing with the vines, comes up above water, and goes back down. But they didn't film enough coverage, so you actually see he comes out of water, and then they reverse the footage, and he goes back down. <laughs> oh, yeah. And it's just they didn't even care at that point for editing. Like, we, we, we need a we need another pickup shot in here. It's like uh, we're we're done. No, I'm just done reverse with the footage. Photography. I'm not. Going Going back, just have them go backwards. Yeah, those little details would really make the movie for me. Like, there's there's this one part, and every time I've watched it with friends that don't remember it very well, I make sure to pause and bring their attention to it. The very beginning of the movie, Mister Freeze is in the museum. Batman crashes in, and then Robin crashes in on his motorcycle through a, through the wall of the museum. The hole that Robin makes right. is in the shape. Of his logo, oh, the Robin yeah. symbol oh, yes. in the wall, like like Bugs Bunny jumping through the wall, making the shape of him, him the person. Right, but that's just such brilliant, like like art design. Like, it makes like, no, it's never explained. It is it is almost like a background detail that they were kind of embarrassed. Nobody wanted to bring attention to it, but, he but just, I think like, that says Robin so much. Like they they embraced it. how ridiculous it was. Mm. Like they they it wasn't something like they made and they're like, oh my god, what have we done? It's like they went in purposefully. Doing that. This was before people talked about reboots, but it, like if you were gonna do something with such a different tone from the the, the um, Tim Burton, you would have to like totally like it didn't feel like a reboot. It felt like we're still doing the Tim Burton Batman, but then you have ridiculous um, Robin symbol shaped holes, which it, was not. It almost the Tim is the the most direct successor to the Adam West Batman in yeah. terms of a movie. Oh, I absolutely. Could see that. I could see that. Yes. Yeah, I don't think that's... Uh, I mean, like, everything is... Like, he has the bat credit card. What are their bat things? Like, he just has... Everything is bat. Did you say bat credit card? He has a bat credit oh, yeah. card. Oh, yes. He pulls out his wallet and has a bat credit card. Right. So, wait, is... It, it's when they're both... Does he have his wallet in the bat suit? Yeah, in one of his pouches, I think. It's, it's, it's when they're both appearing. They're making a publicity appearance. Yes. This is a movie in a, in a, in a Batman world where Batman and Robin... Do publicity appearances for charity? Mm. Okay, They're, these aren't vigilantes hiding in the shadows, running from the law. You know, <laughs> trying to stay on the right side of the blue line. These are these are celebrities in town, and right. it's it's during some like you know bachelorette auction or something. So they're you know they're basically buying women. 
Uh, and Poison Ivy shows up, and so they start a bidding war over her because of the pheromones, and he's like... Wow. And, you know, they're pretty much giving away their secret identities because they're bidding sums that only billionaires, <laughs> <laughs> you know, would be able to... So he pulls out this, like, you know, unlimited credit, back credit card at the end of it <laughs> and says, no, I never leave the cave without it, which I think is a reference that's about 20 years too late at that point. Right. Well, it's not sure, unless you're my age. Unless you're my age. 10 years yeah. too late. I don't know. How, yeah, what was that MasterCard? That's definitely Visa. in the 80s. Yeah. That was American no, Express. I was going to say American Express. Express. Yeah. Don't leave home without it. Was, it was yeah. the 80s. Yeah, that was a joke for the parents. And it's the and, only and, credit card and, joke and anyone makes, ever. <laughs> <laughs> There's no other credit card slogan that you can repurpose for, for, for a joke like that. I don't know. Uh, I'm sure you could make something out of it's everywhere you want to be. But, uh, uh, well, priceless. So. People totally use priceless as a meme. I don't even remember that one. That's the the you know like so the the original ad I think is Mastercard and it's yeah it's 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 like uh, a cup of water two dollars yeah oh, like on a drive to the yeah. like and then uh, being in yeah. love with your first love priceless and so now no that, that, that requires like, build up and context well that's yes the, yeah that's not buying the, a date with your arch nemesis <laughs> <laughs> so I think we can agree that Batman and Robin is terrible but enjoyable and it's it's not one of those terrible movies that you hate because it destroyed something beautiful. You know, it's, it didn't waste any potential. Ag- I actually do not agree with that. I okay. think it is one of the three worst movies I've ever seen. Uh-huh. Uh, and I, it, it's these movies are so bad, it's very hard for me to actually come up with a worst. But Batman and Robin is one. Um, another Chris O'Donnell movie, The Bachelor. Do not, do not see The Bachelor. You probably have never been tempted. But if for some reason you ever think you should, don't. Was Chris O'Donnell, was he the one in Speed 2 Cruise Control? I, I don't think I so. I haven't no. seen that. I have no idea who is in Speed 2 Cruise Control. And then uh, Ishtar, of course, is notoriously Ishtar, like I didn't bad think movie. it was that bad, it's, actually. It's, in a lot of ways, it's not that bad. But it is long and boring. Is and he in Ishtar? It, no, no. Oh, you're just but, bringing up but Ishtar it, as the a... three worst movies oh, that okay. I've ever seen. Um, not Howard the Duck? There are, there are many worse movies than Ishtar. I was going to... Well... It was the same kind of thing as, like, Oh, Plan 9 from Outer Space is the worst movie. And you watch it, and you're like, yeah, it's not that bad. No, I... Yeah, no. I thought that was a classic. Isn't, isn't, I don't know. isn't Ishtar burdened by the reputation of being so expensive and such a meandering yes. production? Well, there's that. Well, the other thing is that is Warren Beatty. Warren Beatty and, just um, being embarrassed by... Well, who's, 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 the, who's the other guy? Dustin Hoffman. Dustin, Dustin Hoffman. Hoffman. So you have these two giants of acting, and you think, oh, I'm going to see this amazing... Yeah. Performance, but it no, it's just, just kind of yeah. So, and the money so that went into maybe it. objectively, it's not one of the worst movies for me. It's one of the most traumatic movies. So here we are talking about Ishtar <laughs> on our Batman. So although, after... although for context, I did love, I absolutely love Eyes Wide Shut. I still love. I've seen it multiple times. I think. What's wrong terrible. with Eyes Wide Shut? Some people hate what, it. What's some the link to Ishtar? Or no, no, Chris some O'Donnell? people. Some people really. Hate <laughs> <it>. <laughs> Chris O'Donnell, one of the guys in the, I, in the mask scene. Never see Chris O'Donnell naked ever. He Thank God. It. But, no, just in terms of movies that people think are really bad. Like I, I like it, Eyes Wide Shut. It, some people might might be listening and be like, "Oh, Eyes it's Wide a Shut." Kubrick. Kubrick I, doesn't do bad. I agree. Movies. Well, there's Bory Linden. And. No, oh, I Lolita, see what you did Lolita there. Lolita does drag on. Actually, that's not my joke. Uh, trademark Doshu Tokeshi. Lolita's neat. Yeah. Well, it's got it, Peter Sellers. It's got Peter Sellers in it. Yeah. So that makes it. All good. right. So after Batman and Robin, they actually developed some ideas for a fifth film in this series. Right, but oh, Batman yeah. and Robin was so justifiably reviled With that Joel they just. Yeah. Was it true? Yeah. They so just one was going to be. 
He wanted they, to. They, do... they wanted to go back to the basics. Yeah. The, like simpler, grittier. One was going to have like the Joker come back or something. I think one of them they were talking about oh, bringing in Harley Quinn, not as the Joker's girlfriend, because that would have been way too. The age gap would have been horrendous. Um, but it would have been like the Joker's daughter or something, and he and she would like flash back to a Jack Nicholson cameo. Is one of the ideas they were banding about, you know, so, yeah. during the making of the movie. But I re- I remember I I feel bad for Joel Schumacher. Swear, like, I honestly do. Did J.K. Abrams write write a script? That I don't was think considered. So. I think that was, you're thinking of Superman, right? Did he wrote he... a he wrote one for a Superman, okay, where Lex Luthor was also Kryptonian. Yeah, it was, it was odd. But yeah, there, there were a number of of Todd's giving me a look. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like that idea. I mean, I, 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 it was directed at you, but it was really yeah. about that that idea of Lex Luthor being Kryptonian. No, but anyway, I mean, we had so yeah. The, I mean, they, and... I think they had talked about doing like a, a year one Batman, yeah. based on, and then eventually that's kind of what ended up happening. With when they got to eventually when they Nolan. settled on Nolan, I remember there was talk of like Darren Aronofsky doing. There that was, movie. but I think, but I think he Nobody intentionally sabotaged it because he turned in a script that was so far off, like off model. Didn't he? You don't pie? say. <laughs> Didn't he do Pie? Is it the same? He guy? did. Yeah, yeah, yeah Pie. Yeah, he done the Fountain Requiem for a Dream. How like that's you, what he had at that how point. How could you? But like I remember, we were in high school, and we were like, "That would be amazing." I want this dark, well, twisted Batman. Maybe it would maybe all yeah. surreal place within the depths of Bruce Wayne's mind. Yeah, there you go. It's like he's just been in a in a in a in a, a fugue state since the murder of his parents, and it's right. all his fantasy. Of... <laughs> so apparently, Harley Quinn would have appeared in that Batman Triumphant, uh, written yeah. as the Joker's daughter. I think they were eyeing That's Jenny McCarthy bizarre. for that. Jenny McCarthy as Harley Quinn. Oh, God. Like, well, how far so down 90s, can we go so after 90s. Batman and Robin? How can we make this worse? That's pretty 90s. Jenny yeah. McCarthy is Harley But I, I honestly feel bad for Joel Schumacher because he's gone on record saying, like, you know, you know, it's like, yeah, after after Batman and Robin, I just thought, it's like, okay, I, you know, I did the producers wanted, I got them their toy movie, you know, maybe now they'll let me make the Batman movie that I actually have a vision for, which is more in line with the animated series and the comics I really fell in, I got into while working on, on Batman. And they're like, thanks, we're done here. Mm-hmm. It's like, aw, oh, man. See, that's what happens. If anyone in this in these movies actually did Dance with the Devil in the Pale Moonlight, it was Joel Schumacher. <laughs> I could see that. Yeah. So Batman and Robin, was that 96? 97. 97. Same year as The Lost World. Yep. That was kind mm. of a disappointing sequel year. <laughs> Still enjoyable, you know. There was no Jurassic Park. So then, what? Batman Begins comes out... 2005. 2005. So there's there's a seven, eight-year gap mm-hmm. where they're toying around with these ideas. If, if they continue that series, if they do a fifth one, they do a year one reboot. And the evil... The bad guy in Batman Begins is... Um, Rachel Russell. Russell. Right. Russell. Okay. And that's almost like his his sort of origin story, like a rebooted. Yeah, like he, the, the, they, the movie actually tells his origin story. Learns to become yeah, like a, a martial artist. And, and, yeah. yeah, which which is really interesting. Which we didn't mention about Batman, the first movie, which is so unusual for superhero movies. There's no origin. It just it's starts. Just, he's Batman. Well, it's right. just no. I mean, it's kind of like later yeah, on. I, you I see like that the about that, where they're like investigating stuff. Every but, superhero movie now yeah. it starts with the origin, and we mm. drag through like. Two acts where it's just like, be kind, like I just want well, to see the hero just get if, there already. If we do, if we do Captain America, I, I, I have 
very strong thoughts about the the role of the origin story in that particular movie, the first one. Yeah, yeah. But like, it was something like Deadpool did well. It's like they told the origin story through cutbacks. Like, yeah. if, if you had to wait ninety minutes to get to see Deadpool, everyone would be pissed off. Right. Yeah. Did yeah. uh, did Schwarzenegger's Mister Freeze appear in Batman and Robin fully formed? Yes. Yeah. So he just kind were... of bursts onto the scene. Yeah. Freeze and yeah. Stuff, right? Um. Like his his backstory is. Explained in the form There's of There's a security camera. Se- yeah, security. Oh, they, they, right. they do that Star Trek trick right. where they have security footage, but it's actually edited like a piece of narrative filmmaking. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> we're we're going to have a court martial and watch these scenes of Captain Pike. <laughs> Here's the steady cam security yeah. cam footage. Yes. Yes. You guys got some great shots with the security camera. Tracking Jim shot from the security camera. I, I forgot to touch yeah, on they, one they of my helicopter installed, security cams. They were installed I, by Martin Scorsese. You know what, I, I forgot to touch on one of my favorite parts of uh, Batman and Robin. Was uh, yeah, please don't leave out me. Schwartz was uh, Mr. Freeze's wedding video that he's watching <laughs> and getting his, getting emotional. His tears freeze. Yeah, but like you, you get to see Sh- uh, Schwarzenegger do his best happy new husband. It's like, <laughs> he's just grinning like with his cake, just like <laughs> cake in the camera. He's so happy. It's it's such a it's such a joyous video. Like I almost want a copy of it to watch. Myself during my own Dark Nights of the Soul. <laughs> well, and the other thing is they put Bane in there, who is like villain of the moment. He, I totally he, he, forgot he had about that. Broken Batman's back a few years before, like a new right. character, like. And they turn about Batman and Robin. Batman yeah, Robin. yeah, well, we, we, we you know, we, we, we keep trying to move on, but we got just kind of all comes back I mean, to Batman and Robin. This movie has haunted my existence ever since it came oh, out. We, we so also layered yeah. almost, almost twenty years. We, we also so. forgot about Batgirl, guys. Uh, forgot, we completely forgot about Batgirl. I wouldn't say. I how, how, how did she show up? How did she discover the cave? And get she into is it? Alfred's niece, niece right? and oh, she yes. like visits, it's and apparently, I don't know, she just goes snooping around like a. Teenager, yeah, like a mischievous. And then they mold teenager. her suit and a and a motorcycle and. Yeah, he he just. I guess Alfred just whipped it up, or <laughs> you know, used the replicator or something. I don't know. <laughs> and then and then uh, on their way to stop Freeze from destroying the city, they stop back at the cave to change the outfits into their. It's very know, important. Yeah, and into their um, extra toy. Oh yeah. Uniforms with. I don't know. It's silver and stuff, right? Yeah, it's very uh, metallic-y. Yep, that, it, it, may, it might keep them warm. You know, they were going to a cold environment. Let's let's think rationally about this. Situation. Yeah, that does remind me of one of my favorite things about Batman Begins, which is isn't that where we have Morgan Freeman as like basically mm-hmm. Q? Yes. for Batman. He's, he's, he's a he's a great addition because we've never. I mean, I don't know if he if that character is in the comics or wherever, but in the, the movies, character, yeah, we never had a. How does Batman get all his toys? The well, character was in guy. the comics, but he wasn't a he wasn't a gadget man. He was more of a you know good natured businessman helping run the company. Right. Yeah, he was never a main character. He was there in the background. I think he's become more prominent since the since movies. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and of course, I yeah, almost always have to love Morgan Freeman. So. Yeah. He's pretty great. So a lot of good actors. You want to introduce the the Nolan movies? Are we there now? All right, yeah, we're we're in the Nolan verse. Things are getting the first the first Batman origin story told on film. Yeah, in a very very good movie, Batman Begins. I obviously better than everything that came beforehand, and it was, you know, I was I really liked it, and it gave me a very if. There were parts of the movie where I actually felt like I was watching an adaptation of the animated series, which was all I needed, really, like ear to ear grinning. 
shooting his grapple gun on a speeding train. Like, oh my god, this is amazing. Yeah. I like that. Todd, did you watch that when it first came out, Batman? Yes. Did you enjoy it as much as you did the first time watching Batman in 1989? Well, like, uh, I think you were just saying something about the best, or like, Batman movie at the time. Yeah. Um, It was actually a fully formed movie. For me, for me, I mean... You're so focused on story. What is it? I, I, I am very focused on story myself. Also, or at least writing. Eric, like, if you, if you had a backbone of narrative art. If you had a weak story but amazing dialogue the whole time. Like, almost like Philip K. Dick like, is not very plot-focused in a lot of his novels, but I love him um, because of the vignettes that, that he writes. Um, so, like, the writing to me is the most important thing. Like, I don't really care if there's a big-name actor or special effects or, like, a grappling hook scene is never gonna like make me like a movie if the writing is not there. Right. Uh, but in terms of like, how I felt like it was, uh, it was, it had redeemed like Batman in film. Gotcha. And I didn't really feel like it just blew away the Jack Nicholson, the Jack Nicholson Batman. <laughs> but that's that's kind of how it feels in my head is the Jack Nicholson Batman, and that's how you want like, you to feel. Like, right. yeah. I mean, Jack Nicholson has succeeded. I mean, when we get to the next movie, we can talk a little bit more about that. But uh, it, I, I didn't feel immediately like it was so much better than the first one. But it was, it was like okay, it's a really good Batman movie again, right? Uh, because I really liked the first one when it came out. What's what's the one after Batman Begins? The Dark Knight. Dark Knight. The Dark Knight, which has Heath Ledger. Right. And I'll tell you what, like, so I I did not know anything about Heath Ledger except that he had been in um, Ten what, Things I Hate About You. I I haven't seen that movie, and I still have never seen um, the one where his his face was on all the posters. First Night. A Knight's uh, Tale. A Knight's oh, nice Tale. tale. That's First right. Night is a Richard Gere Sean Connery. <laughs> You're right. So. So I oh, was. I know my shit. Yeah. I thought Heath Ledger was some kind of fluffy, and maybe he was before this because I really I haven't seen much. But the marketing of Heath Ledger was here's like a all American blonde kid with a, a hot body and maybe not very intelligent and maybe not really an actor, just a screen candy, and. Not only that, he's going to be the Joker, and the last Joker we had on screen was freaking Jack Nicholson, so how could this go right? Well, Ledger had had the uh, uh, dramatic success and kind of recognition in uh, Brokeback Mountain. Oh, that's right. That. He, this was post-Brokeback Mountain, which I also have never seen, and if I'm res- destroying sad. all of... Yeah, but see, there was a time when I watched literally every movie. Uh, I wanted to make movies and everything, but now I just can't watch sad movies. I, you know what? I think it was Dancer in the Dark. I watched oh. Dancer in the Dark, and it was so brutal, depressing, and Man. destructive to my psyche that I can't watch sad movies anymore. And so, like Brokeback Mountain or No Country for Old Men or those things, I'm just like they're probably amazing, great movies. And if I still wanted to make movies, I would have to see them, right? Like morally, but uh, no. So. I didn't really know anything about Heath Ledger, but I had an impression, and I knew a lot Did about. Did we talk about the night movie where there's some dance scene set to uh, Golden Years? But that's so I, I hadn't seen that at the time. But I but that's but all, all the girls in high school. That, that's I, why they talked about Heath I Ledger. I knew he was in that, and I knew what that movie was sort of about, and I knew that it was silly, and so I just didn't think very much of Heath Ledger. And I have again the Jack Nicholson Joker in my head, so. There's this huge mountain for um, the Dark Knight to climb. If I'm going to be okay with it, oh my god, was Heath Ledger ridiculous. One of the best on-screen performances, in my opinion, one of the top on-screen performances. Like, it's right up there with Gary Oldman uh, in anything. and um, Also in the movie. And American History X. um, 
Edward Norton. Edward Norton, American History X, possibly like the most chilling on-screen moment of any actor I've ever seen. Definitely a transformation, yeah. Yeah, so so somehow Heath Ledger comes in and he didn't he didn't destroy the Jack Nicholson Joker. It's like they can both exist and be really good in their respective worlds, but he made a new Joker that I don't even feel like is in like the the Frank Miller comics and not really in the Killing Joke. Like it's just mm-hmm. this whole new Joker that's amazing, and yeah. obviously the writing and directing had a part in that. But um, when you're when you're looking at it, you're seeing Heath Ledger, and if you're me, you're thinking Jack Nicholson, and Heath Ledger drove Jack Nicholson right out of my mind. And I love like of all the Batman movies, to me, The Dark Knight is the one. It is the one, mm-hmm. and yeah. my number two is actually man. original Batman with Jack Nicholson. I mean, that's so Chris Nolan to me. I'm like, yeah, that's pretty good. Dark Knight is freaking amazing. Mm. Yeah, no argument there. I rewatched it just the other week, and I was just like, "Oh, I am, a, I am in awe of this screenplay. <laughs> How it's, they weave in the, all the thematic, uh, you know, resonance of every, uh, and also a plot that makes sense. Yeah, they fit. They they get they actually." get Two-Face into the story to play a major role and he's not like thrown in like hey let's team up you know right. sort yeah, of thing they, they do a little bit of the they, fall they, of Harley yeah Kent, they weave him is... into what they're trying into the story they're trying to tell which is and so many other nods to the comics you know we've got we've got the three of them standing on a rooftop you know Dent Gordon and Batman having a discussion that you see in a bunch of the best comics and then there's you know oh he's got to take down a whole SWAT team in a in a in a building, which, you know, is a famous year one moment. We did right. not talk about Great Billy D. Williams the... being Harvey Dent in the original Batman. <laughs> being set up to be Two Face in the future. Oh, I never oh. thought about that. that would have been I never cool thought about that. Two Face. He okay. was pissed off about it too. It was like well, they told me I was set of being set up for a sequel. Well and he was black in the animated series, which was No my... he wasn't. He wasn't black? Nope. He... He's he's a little ambiguous. Like his, his skin tone and his nose are. He looks a little Jimmy Smiths. I'm pretty sure he was. Black. I, no, he's he's not black he, in the he, animated I, series. I, 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 I felt like Billy D. Williams in in the the Batman movie as Harvey Dent was seemed to me to be as a major Star Wars fan, at least a real general trilogy, a a desire to pull in the people who crew. see him as Lando Calrissian, mm-hmm. and that's all I saw. I saw Lando Calrissian trying to be a cop. Uh, so it, that it didn't really Maybe. work for him. It seemed too transparent. It really not a cop, a district attorney. Well, yeah, okay, good point. But uh, in terms of like Lando, like is he, he a friend or is he a traitor? Is he going to betray us? Maybe a little bit that. But like, I just schmooze. I mean, maybe Billy D. Williams is ruined for me. He would have looked a lot cooler flipping that coin than Tommy Lee Jones did with the Colt forty-five. Yeah. For me, the Dark Knight had another interesting thing, which is I feel like. The Joker's evilness and plan was almost like a deconstruction and a like rejection of like there was no ornate plan. It was just let's go kill everything. Yeah, I like, liked it a lot. Or I, I also loved his t- complete lack of origin story, telling people different, right. different yeah, versions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 So they, they kind of like flew in the face of like what you might say. Oh, you have to do these things in a right. superhero movie, and they're like, no, we're not doing that. We're not doing that. We're not doing that. We're not doing that. Uh, that was good. Yeah, his performance is even better when you realize he's doing a young Tom Waits impersonation. <laughs> huh. There's a YouTube video for that. He goes on a talk show in Aus- 
like an Australian talk show, which probably aired around the same time Heath Ledger was growing up in oh, Australia. Yeah. Oh. And he taught like it's a great young idea. yeah young Tom Waits speaking voice exactly like Heath's Heath's Joker, huh. just with less you know weird lip licking. Yeah. <laughs> Tom Waits, an interesting guy. We could digress. Well, yeah, we'll, we'll we'll find that video after you know when when we have time. You'll see what I mean. But uh, so sadly, the best one on. I feel like it's like not. Not, not not as much to talk about. Everybody's seen it. Everybody loves it. Yeah, the, like you know, not a lot needs to be said. It's it's great. Yeah, Sadly. and everyone agrees. And a, a, a very big part of me, especially after watching Dark Knight Rises, would have been very happy with him running off into the dark and Jim Gordon being like, you know, he's our Dark Knight. That would have been a great like. All right, let's stop now and give it another like eight to ten year break and let that kind of seep yeah. in. And then Dark Knight Rises comes along and just really. I really did not enjoy that. Let me, let, let me before we segue into Dark Knight Rises. Let me get one more thought in about the Dark Knight. The Please. only thing, the only thing that I don't like about the Dark Knight is that they made Gotham just look like. I'm sure this was his intention, but he really made Gotham look like just a regular city. Which, yeah, if they, you remember, they got the des- rid of the monorail. Yeah, they, they got did, rid of. But the I, design for Batman Begins was one of my favorite parts because that was like a perfect. I can still take this world seriously, oh, but it's not yeah. a cartoon. You know, it was very. It was almost Blade Runner. The design of Gotham in, yeah. in but in I Batman liked it. I mean, like it was they were if it was like heat. It was like that was kind of what yeah. they were going for in the Dark Knight. Like it was but just like this is just a I story. I miss I miss that stylized city. Mm. I really did miss it. No, I can see that. Although I feel like if some you know if we were trying to make that movie and we had that Joker and that plot and that writing and and we were trying to do art direction and somebody's like well let's make the Gotham look like this we'd be like but that doesn't fit with the rest of it like I, it's almost like I don't know if you I could can have see it. it's, pulled that yeah, off yeah I mean it is kind of an irrational complaint on my end but you know I, I, I did, mean, I did miss it more pra- like his, his yeah. suit became more practical like a motorcycle suit they, they toned down mm-hmm. more of the, the design to make it yeah. more yeah I, was, I would say I could be if I were trying to find something I could be a little disappointed there's the like the almost the sort of the central theme of the movie is about Gotham in a way and it, and its citizens and nobody chooses to blow up the other boat right um, the fact that literally nobody chooses to blow up the other there's like nobody dies at all like nobody has to get shot to stop you know a boat from being blown up or anything like that well so everyone everyone that tries feels the weight of the act like you can't do this which I I can I can buy I can buy it's it you know yeah. I, uh, what there's three boats right. Two boats. Two. Oh, there's only two. Okay. Yeah. The criminals and the regular folk. Okay. Well, then, then okay. Yeah. Like maybe one boat is is the like the one where we see um, the big guy from the Green Mile throw it overboard. He wasn't in the Green Mile. No. Isn't that isn't different? That, big dude. Really? Yeah. Different black person, Todd. <laughs> oh, thanks. Well, are you sure that's are you sure that's not the same guy? Yeah. Definitely. That's racist. <laughs> Uh, no, it was the guy from Fifth Element who played the president. Yeah. Um, oh. And Tiny in... Uh, or no, his name's not Tiny. Oh. He was also in Jackie Brown, but I forget where else I saw him in. He was in uh, Friday. It's probably just him being... Oh, I didn't see Friday. Mm. Yeah. It's not well, anyway, so maybe the other boat was more conflicted and less just, but since they didn't get blown up there, like, I guess we've been spared. I don't know. Yeah. It seemed a little too of an easy way for the good guys to win. My problem with that scene, honestly, was that just there. It was a Joker plot, and I didn't get to see the Joker very much. Like I wanted, 
More Heath Ledger and I less of the it. other people. Well, I almost feel like they gave that to you in the hospital scene. Yeah. You but they, they left you wanting more. That's... Well, you know, yeah. You're, you're not honestly, gonna... I just want it. I didn't want him to ever leave the screen in that movie. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, that, do you, you yeah. want that, that scene where he's... I mean, this was like in the previews, but somehow it's even more magical in the movie where he's he's driving the car or whatever and he's got his head out the window. Uh, yeah. like he's not want... driving the car. He's from the back seat. Oh, okay. Some, so, so, he's, so someone he's, else he's is driving that car. I thought he is driving the car. But it's, no, it's I, I, I noticed amazing. it um, when I watched it last. He's he's sticking his head out the back seat of the car, so he got someone else to drive it. I don't but think just, that's I, true. You just want that on I loop, think he's just like, constantly stretching back. Well, I thought, is he on no, the passenger he, side or is he on the driver's side? He's on the driver's side, side of the back seat of the car. The camera's like on the, in the driver's, like sticking out of the driver's seat. Are we, are we YouTubing it? I was going to YouTube it on my phone. But um, I, 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 I also like I also like how that I also like how it um like that 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 but, shot. I don't know. Here's 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 something it's I mean about the movie. The like that that shot is he's basically being a dog in a car, mm. which goes back to his I'm like a dog chasing cars. Right. You know, but it's so thing. beautiful. Like yeah, visually, it's like ah, like the craft of filmmaking right there to me. I just want I would watch that on an endless loop of him just doing that, and it's like this. I don't know. Well, I could just watch the the, the opening scene on a loop just with the the payoff of him taking off the mask at the end. And I mean, for, to like, see that for the first time in IMAX, it was just yeah. incredible. Exactly, just yeah. just the opening shot going over the the buildings and this. Yes, yeah. and mer- yeah. I think that was the first time I might have seen a film in IMAX. And yeah, that when that first shot of Gotham popped up, it was up, so sharp, like, so yeah. clear. Just <laughs> like I am in seven seventy millimeter, man. Yeah, yeah. That, that was a gorgeous, gorgeous movie to see in IMAX. Yeah. I have to go watch that. I have to buy that. Yes, I think you will. I don't know why I don't own it already. Well, let's uh, so let's talk about Dark Knight Rises, Rises for a few so minutes. This is Bane, right? This this is the Bane. Catwoman. Bane, Bane as Catwoman. Uh, Who played yeah. Catwoman? Yeah. Anne Hathaway. Anne Hathaway. Yeah. Never called herself Catwoman. She no. was. Selena Kyle, she jewel was, thief who looked, who was wear a cat suit and kind of had cat ears if she put her goggles up in just the right yeah, way. So she, they were trying to avoid like cat. Anything with yeah. her, but they didn't go full Burton. They they kind of cheated, yeah. <laughs> um, I actually, I, her performance is one of the things I really liked about the movie. Oh yeah, she, she well, Bane is also a great performance. Um, I, yes. I I love his. It's so hard to understand. Who's that guy? Tom Hardy. Tom yes, Hardy. yes, He's great. Who is also mad? Now's not the time for fear. Yeah, that comes later. Yes, Bane as Sean Connery. His 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 Sean Connery doing Darth Vader. <laughs> right. Less realistic than the Dark Knight. Sort of moving back towards the comic book Gotham world. It, I mean, it's a much bigger. Right. I mean, I I like I, I like being scope. in that world again. Yeah. Like I, I know other people said it felt long, but like I just I didn't want it to end. I wanted to stay in that. Feel long. that I world. honestly I thought that it. if any if any movie needed to be split into two parts, I think it was that one. To be perfectly honest, because I feel like like they tried to cover a lot of ground. It was already a long movie, but it feels really rushed. They really do not yeah, spend does. a lot of time on any one. No, they, they thing. It doesn't linger. Yeah. That's I think yeah I think there, there's a lot there to be mined, but it, it feels so, like they're they're moving. Yeah, yeah so yeah. everything feels half baked. Back into working order in a startling amount of time. Yeah, and um, you know, and they they still try to maintain the same sort of. Maybe not the same points, but the same feeling of like thematic resonance and actually saying something from the previous movie. But it's just you're not sure what it is because it it kind of it's kind of glossed over. 
You know. Yeah. That being said, I'm sure if I were Republican, I'd like the movie a lot more because there's some <laughs> there's a uncomfortable undercurrent of conservatism throughout the whole thing. I mean, that's <laughs> to be Batman. perfectly honest. I mean, Dark Knight, he's using mass wiretapping to right, but at least joke. that like that like um, kind of skirted the line of like well, I'm going to use this once, but then we're going to get done with it. We're not going to like right. you know keep extending it in Congress. You know, about it. and he's like, right, yeah, right. don't he's let like, the Patriot Act expire. But we only, still need only it, because you know, Fox was there. It wasn't Batman. <laughs> No, but he told Fo- no. He told Fox like, when you're done, put your name in. It will yeah, destroy. and he'll build it again the next time a crazy <laughs> villain comes. I there was just oh yeah, like you said, really rushed. Um, what who's it? Talia Al Ghul, like her kind of big reveal didn't feel very earned. No, not at all. I don't even know why she was in in like why why couldn't that just be like Talia? Right. Why league, did it have to be a twist? The League of Shadows thing. is already there. You don't have to yeah keep adding on and. I mean, honestly, the thing that made me most angry, and probably a little nitpicky or quibble, but the, the distance, like, the nuclear explosion, just, like, those children on that bridge should have had their eyeballs melted out of their head. Like, there's no way he could have gotten that bomb far enough away. And I was just sitting there like, well... And I don't, Again, I don't another usually... reason not to invest in clean energy, right? Could get turned into a bomb. <laughs> But I mean, I, I really like the ending. I like that they had a very specific vision, and they're like, people are going to get, this is going to divide people. Like, there's going to be a nuclear bomb, Batman's going to disappear, and he's going to go live in wandering Italy. Europe. Right. But, I, but I like that they had an end to the story I, and stuck with I, it. I, I do right. like that. I do. Um, yeah, the, the very end uh, was, you know, neatly done, I think. Yeah. I didn't like it that they basically told us that Bruce Wayne is still alive. I would have liked it to be more he could be still alive, but we're not 100% I, sure. I, I, th- I thought that was fine. I just didn't... What a specific fantasy Alfred has. Like, it's so strange. <laughs> <laughs> I don't... And I love how the music kicks in just as he's, like, signing his check, like... I wonder what name he's writing down. We'll never know! I, coming from the Dark Knight, like there they, they was a bit of a challenge to say, like, okay, we just made the best Batman movie ever, so yeah, it's a tough fact. And, and really they, I think yeah. they, they, yeah, they did. I didn't go in and go like, oh, that was so disappointing. You know, I was like, okay, that was good. No, yeah, like I, was, I, I, I was, like, I'm was like, pretty... there's, there's no way that you can reach the heights of the Dark Knight, right? I mean, yeah. So I mean, I wasn't trying to set that as the bar. Like, well, they're gonna have to do better this time. Yeah, like, I wasn't. Well, I wasn't disappointed. But at that, least not spoil it. You know, yeah. I, I, I wasn't disappointed that they. You know, didn't was that it wasn't as good as the Dark Knight. I was disappointed in like all of their creative choices, pretty much. Like Batman just rides off into the night and disappears for eight years. I no, that's I I I don't buy that. I don't buy the whole thing. Yeah, Yeah. I don't I don't buy the whole thing with the. You mean like Luke Skywalker just hanging out on a planet by himself (laughs) while the galaxy's falling apart and Han Solo disappearing? Peace out. (laughs) We'll get to that. (laughs) (laughs) The day is young. I, I thought Joseph Gordon-Levitt's character and the whole build-up with that was kind of ham-fisted. And... I, I liked his character. There wasn't um, much of a payoff with that, was there? I liked it, no, he, but well, saying, like, was oh, your name is Robin, I'm just like, that was the one thing. Yeah, that, was, that doesn't make any sense they, at all. Why, you know, that's too blatant like, for the audience. All right, they didn't want to name him Dick Grayson. Why don't you just name him Tim Drake and let all the guys who are familiar with the comics Well, that's when I was like, Tim Drake or like Terry McGinnis or like some some little nugget for nerds, but like, say, your name is Robin. <laughs> yeah, who's who's named Robin? Come on, like oh, I don't use it. He's an R and B singer. 
yeah, I mean, yeah. Yeah. It's it's just not I like I said, I I don't buy the dent act. I don't understand how circumventing due process somehow is a laudable thing to get crime off the streets in Gotham City. What they should have done is like, oh yeah, crime's been yeah, oh yeah, things have been relatively quiet for the past several years. You know, maybe that was another scheme by the League of Shadows. They were pulling all the strings, making giving Batman less of a reason to exist. I don't know. You sound like, like a that. conspiracy theorist. You crazy liberals and your conspiracy <laughs> theories. Is there <laughs> some some Zionist cult controlling the crime rates in the city? <laughs> well, was it necessary? I wanted more of a Zionist cult and less of a my dad's nightmare of what Occupy Wall Street is all about. <laughs> right. Was it was it maybe not meant to be a, a, a real political thing and maybe more of a Harvey Dent character? No, po- politics are all over this movie. There's there's, yeah, nothing, yeah. there's nothing unintentional about it. I I don't think. And that's Bane is all about politics, isn't he? Bane, the, I I thought that you know Bane was being set up to be a, to be leading a fascinating like movement of uh, like jihadis or something mm. in the beginning. It's like. You know, that, that guy at the beginning in the plane's like, no, one of us must stay. He's like, happy to die for the cause. Right. Like, so what exactly is the cause? Just destroying Gotham? Like, there, there's, there's got to be something more to that, okay? I, I, I thought that was, was half-baked. The League of Shadows, uh, very myopic vision. But how, how are they going to create a new world just by occupying one city? It's the worst city. <laughs> it is the worst. It is the new yeah. Sodom. They're, they're like, ah, oh, forget Karachi or, uh, you know, Detroit. But uh, but, but that, that doesn't even jive. Like, if it were still a rancid cesspool of crime, then it would be the worst city, and that would they would have a leg to stand on. Right. But no, apparently it's all nice. The, the Dent Act cleaned up everything. They I, have a football stadium. Yeah. I, uh, uh, I don't know. I've got problems with that movie. Well, um, it's 2.02. I was going to see if we want to wrap up with just brief thoughts on Batman vs. Superman and speculation. We'll we'll do that. Um, Do you want to go? Yeah, I need to go in five minutes. All right. We'll talk about the future, and then we'll go back and talk about the soundtracks, which I wanted to touch on. (laughs) Prince? Or Hansen? (laughs) Uh... Both. All right. Well, um, so Batman versus Superman's coming v out in Superman. No, v. Shut, v. Up. <laughs> Shut up. Just Batman v Superman: Dawn, Dawn of, of Justice. Justice. Uh, are we all up to date with like the news and everything? I don't know the news, you, but I don't. There's not a lot of news, really. It's just and like I've seen the I mean, trailer several times. Yeah. I, I, wanted, I have some strong thoughts about the trailer that mainly revolve around like. What? what? So we're putting Wonder Woman into the movie, and yes. it seems like she might not arrive until the back third. And she's flying. Uh, she's the two face of this one, right? And I'm like, I don't. Like, <laughs> she is flying this, Turkish Airlines. So I guess if we're setting her up for her own movie, that's kind of cool, right? Yeah, which I would like to see. But then at the same time, it's like, wait, why are you here? Like, I don't know. Anyway, it, the, the Wonder Woman thing feels weird. It She's feels... here because it's about time. I mean, you know. Well, yeah, but why doesn't she right. just get her whole own movie instead of, like, here we're going to... Because they, you... because they, um, like, they're, WB's trying to do it in the opposite way. They're going to make their, they're going to throw everybody into a movie and then they'll get their own movie. Like, I think after 
But only I, only I, in I a few years we're supposed DC, to get a Justice League I think League that's movie. fine. Like, it makes sense to go have a, like, a Batman or a standalone Superman and then Batman or Superman. Have the biggest ones and then go Justice League from there. Like, right. I don't... I, I still don't understand why they're planning an Aquaman movie or a Cyborg movie. Like, why go with did some they, more interesting characters? Did like, they do an Aquaman movie that was no, really bad? No, they're planning or, it. What's the one with, um... Oh, Green Lantern. Waterworld? I think it's yeah, Green Lantern. Green Lantern. Kevin Costner? And Green Lantern, is that DC? They're, they're, yeah, yeah, it is. They're going to do another Green Lantern movie in a few years. Yeah. But I think that's going to be, like, a again. team. Core. Yeah, the core. Which, yeah, that could Space be fun. Cops. John Stewart... Let's go, John Stewart. Yeah. Anyway, um, I don't know. I'm skeptical that I will like Batman v Superman. I know I will like Wonder Woman. <laughs> I, I'm thrilled by the idea. Like, I, I, it's I don't know why they haven't had those two characters on screen before. Yeah. Zack Snyder is well, why do they is have to the fight each what? other. It just doesn't seem. I, I think there's there's. I mean, I, I like how they're setting up the premise that you know Bruce Wayne is very skeptical about this superpowered alien who's right. come down who just destroys. Metropolis yeah, in a fight, it, it like makes it, sense. it makes sense. Right. I mean, here's 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 a character who in, in 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 the Justice League comics, it's it's established that he does keep files on all of his teammates and figures out how to kill them right, if he needs to. Yeah. <laughs> so I here's here's my dossier on how to take out the Flash if he ever goes rogue. If, yeah. if I'm here for a um, Marvel. Uh, session, we might come back to Batman versus Superman in the way that we just sort of brought up, which is. Knowing the Chris Nolan Superman movies, and you just brought up the Justice League comics. Yeah, is that right. Yeah. So, so to me, all the superhero movies, DC and Marvel, like I think, hit me very differently from a lot of people because I don't know anything outside of them, mm-hmm. and I don't easily remember what happens in the other. Like, right. I didn't. So remember, you have nothing to compare. Them I to didn't remember that Metropolis like was that. destroyed. But <laughs> I've seen the Superman movies. Uh-huh. Maybe I haven't seen the last one. Anyway, so, well, so that, we, that'll remind you at the we beginning. Can, I'm sure. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, I noticed that Marvel doesn't do that though. Like. Like, I'm watching Jessica Jones to totally jump ahead, and they're like, yeah, because New York was destroyed by the aliens, and I'm like, is that the end of the Avengers? Is what yeah. that is? Yeah. Right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. so, but I'm like, I don't, I'm not with it there, and I'm trying to be in that movie, not trying to be part of a big epic story right. and universe and everything, but and I, mean, that, that's, I think I'm the outlier. I'm but not that's saying, fine. Like, I'm not saying I'm right. But it, I'm just it saying, works for people who don't want that, but people who do, like, they, it, they get excited by those little mentions. Those yeah. little I, I think it like, works less well point. than you might think for people. Like, for me, I'm always like, like, it's, sometimes somebody will appear on screen, and it, the way that they do it, it's obvious that you're supposed to know who that is. But I'm like, okay, I'm supposed to know who that is, and I totally don't. And other people around me are reacting, but I don't get it. And that feels that it's not very fun. You're left out. Yeah. Now you need like a pop up videos. I'm not exactly. (laughs) I'm not exactly blaming. I'm not saying like it shouldn't be that way, and there shouldn't be those things. I'm just saying like that's one of the weird things about like the superhero movies and the franchises is that is that they don't always do a good job of. Allowing people to kind of one-off it, like, mm. like I'm more inclined to do, and well, it also affects which ones I love going, the most. So they're not gonna let you because they want you to come back. And they see want you all to movies. see exactly. all of them. Well, that's all you're, of them. you're talking about a lead into the Justice League, and that's why. Why are we doing that? That's why I was like, why well, are we well, doing why, Batman why is Superman? it? You like, know, colon Dawn of Justice. Why was Captain America colon the, the first, first Avenger? Because they, they want to start marketing that name exactly. Right. Yeah, they, they're trying to bring yeah, and like. Uh, yeah. So, and for me, it's hard to keep it all together, and I don't. 
Mm. You know, so so to me, Iron Man, I love because boom, it's just Iron Man, mm-hmm. and the Dark Knight stands alone really well. So yeah. so it just affects like what I like best versus what people who are really invested in one or right. both universes that makes sense like best. I will say two things that I know I'm gonna like about Batman versus Superman: his fighting style, which I got a quite a glimpse of in the trailer, right. which. Who, like, we finally Batman's. have a Batman can mm. that can really kick ass right. on screen, which I'm excited for. He's got that suit, like he knows he has to armor up. Yeah, right? well, yeah, no, 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 not not just fight with Superman. The, I mean, there's the most, a there's a part where he's actually just like beating up criminals, and he's actually seems agile. He yeah. actually oh. moves. He's, he's using some like, yeah, he's Krav Maga. He's so using like a CG Chris, stunt double. Fight. Is it Christian Bale again? <laughs> no, it's Ben Affleck. This is a oh, new Batman right. new story. Yeah. I don't I don't I don't like Ben Affleck. He might he, 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 might, he might surprise you. I might like the movie, but yeah. so far I am just like meh. But yeah, but I mean I'm excited guys, by the premise. That's not a, yeah. But I mean it's Zack Snyder, so like I don't have much hope that yeah. it's gonna be really deep that I'm gonna love this story. Yeah. That it's gonna be That's true. Execution. It's I'm gonna be visually exciting, but it's it's gonna be shallow, I think, because it's Zack Snyder. But on the other hand, Jeremy Irons is Alfred. Yes, although did you hear he's not Butler Alfred? He's head of security Alfred. Even better. But I mean, Alfred he was always like ex special forces. Right, SAS like that's or part yeah. of it. Like, yeah, I like that that they there is a Robin who is dead in this universe. Like that's right, that's, that's an cool. interesting choice. That is that is neat. Yeah. I keep forgetting that. It took me a while to realize that we actually saw a Robin costume in one of the trailers. I was like what? Oh. But yeah, Jeremy Irons is Alfred. Yep. Every time I feel myself getting down on the movie, I just remember that. Jeremy Irons is playing Alfred. Who, why, why do I know Zack Snyder? I know I've seen a bunch of his movies. I just Watchmen. 300. Oh, Watchmen was kind of... The Dawn of the Dead remake. From back in the day. I'm, I'm... What was that? Um, the, all the girls... Sucker Punch. Sucker Punch. Sucker Punch. Oh, yeah. The girls. Oh, I like that. Sucker Punch. I like the girls. <laughs> You know, so, I, something for daddy. <laughs> I could probably sucker punch directed by Don DeMillo. <laughs> <laughs> little the reference, stage, like the stage version of the Pasadena Children's <laughs> Theater. <laughs> Your comedy Bang Bang fans out there. Uh, that's awesome. I got tickets to that, by the way. Oh man, comedy Bang Bang Live. Is Andy Daly going to be there? No, but Paul Damn. Tompkins will be. He's busy making review. Yeah, season three, the final season. He's so dead. Thanks, Russ. Yes. Thanks for coming. Nice to tell re-meet you officially. Indeed. Same time, same channel. Yes, sir. You know how to get out of here? Yeah. When do you leave for Afghanistan? Maybe, like, next week. I'll be here next weekend, and then probably, like, Monday or Tuesday. Okay. That's when I move to Charlottesville. For how long? A few months. He's not doing a tour or anything. I was going to say, as a a civilian, or? (laughs) Oh, working. That's all he can say. Yeah, yeah, I've lived in this area long enough to know. Okay, he'll be. Uh, I'll <laughs> delete, I'll delete the this end part. of questions. There, there will be goggles involved. <laughs> Night vision. The armor. Yeah. <laughs> we'll be safe. All right. Good luck. Are, are you going to get a, a Batman sand trench coat and a cowl? <laughs> maybe, maybe. Yeah. It could look good. Yeah. That could, that, yeah. yeah exactly. Okay, the toys. How, how many different outfits does Batman wear in Batman v Superman? Is his armor three his, at least? Is desert. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's what right. I'm saying. This is the first Batman movie where he's actually wearing different outfits, mm, like as true. if it's made for toys. Merchandise. I, I, I still can't. Happy. If if man, if they don't get Dark Side right, I'm gonna nerd rage so hard. <laughs> All right. Later. 
See, what's interesting about that is that is a way for me to actually enjoy a movie more than the than the diehard fans because I don't know if they screw something up. Right? Yeah, I see that. Like, if they if they make it good but overly different, then sometimes, I will enjoy it yeah. and not know that they. Screw sometimes up. that helps. Like when I when I would watch the Harry Potter movies, I wouldn't get annoyed if they changed something. But then again, I wasn't into Harry Potter, so I also found them just kind of boring as movies. Well, to be that, honest, that makes me think of like when I watched the Jack Nicholson Batman movie. I uh, you know I, I was pretty young at the time, but I remember enjoying it a lot. And then. Uh, watching the Val Kilmer Batman movie after becoming a huge fan of the animated series, that was the first time when I was like, well, these characters are all wrong. Like, I never thought that fictional characters had been portrayed incorrectly before in my entire life. And now, it's a pretty regular occurrence. You know what I did not know until, God, like, just last year? Um, There are two factors in the um, Tim Burton Batman that are unique to that and I just assumed were part of the lore. Uh, one is that um, the Joker's original name was Jack Napier. Right. And the other is that he actually killed Batman's parents. Right. Right? Oh. And like... Oh. Well, that, I, I guess that might be a little heavy-handed. Oh. It might be a little heavy-handed. Oh, but if you know nothing about Batman and you just go in and you watch the, the Tim Burton Batman just with that, like, it, it, it sets them up as rivals, like, very effectively, I think. Isn't Bob What's Russell? wrong with uh, just trying to save the city from a madman? Why does it have to be so personal? Well, it's I one know, of those things. It. It's one of those things that it's, just... It's common. They had to throw in there because, like... Eh, it's a movie. We gotta make it personal, you know. We gotta. It's like what? Well, if 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 he needs if he needs that kind of personal connection to actually fight crime, what does he do after Joker dies? <laughs> he just quits, you know? No, well, he, it just doesn't make. I, no I, one else. I hate it. My parents. I hate it. <laughs> <laughs> Revenge achieved. <laughs> exactly. Good luck with all those. Uh, you know, pickpockets. Those actual muggers and time murderers. To, time to get Kim Basinger drunk. <laughs> <laughs> well, he doesn't need to. He just has that coat. That, that cape. cape. Uh, let's talk about the soundtracks to those 90s movies. Mm. That's something that I hope we get more of in the uh, in the new movies. It's like actual uh, pop pop song. Wait, uh, seriously? Or Yeah, I, I, I miss... No, I, I miss I miss having pop songs attached to my Batman movies, well, I to could be honest. See, you know, I would I would be happy if um, uh, Trent Reznor did a whole lot of uh, movie soundtracks and, like, mm. had sort of a dark techno industrial metal sound on, like, soundtracks. But, I mean, Prince is probably the greatest musician that I never loved. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just... I just, well, when I'm talking about Batman movie soundtracks, I love Prince is not one of them. No, you're not thinking that. Okay. I'm not thinking of Prince. I'm is, thinking of like terrible. Scene. Somehow, somehow, Batman Forever and Batman and Robin as soundtrack albums gotten on heavy rotation when I was in middle school. So like the bomb, 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 bomb. That's actually um, that's cool. That's Danny Elfman. Danny Elfman, Elfman yeah. yeah, yeah. Who I always like. Yeah, I but I mean, come on, Kiss from Rose. The only U2 song I like, Hold Me, Thrill Me, Kiss Me, Kill Me. <laughs> you can talk, Kevin. What does it say? The Seal of yeah. Spyros. Oh, yeah. That's, yeah. <laughs> that's a good song just in general. It's fantastic. I have I, that downloaded on my... I, I love how the music video is him standing next to the bat signal and there are clips, random clips from the movie interspersed. Right. And that's the <laughs> Val Kilmer one, right? That's the Val Kilmer one, yes. Uh, who, was it U2 who did the one for uh, Batman and Robin? No, U2... Was also on the Batman Forever soundtrack. Uh, like, there's 
there are two main songs for each kiss movie me, that got me, hold me thrill me kiss me kill me was the the jam and rock song playing over the end credits for right, batman right. forever kiss me rose was the love ballad right. that was pl- that was uh, in the movie um, and there's a bunch of other songs on that soundtrack which you look at it, it's like what the hell we got we got some i think uh flaming lips are on there uh this is the first time i heard nick cave Really? Yeah, Nick Cave and the Bad Seeds had a song called There Is A Light, which does not really... Like, it sounds like Nick Cave singing. The The music does not really sound like their thing. It sounds like he was working with a producer that he didn't necessarily like. <laughs> but it is it is the first time I heard Nick Cave. Offspring does a cover of a Dan song, which oh, is a great, great... Which is great. You know, not Offspring great, but the Damned, is, the damned are great. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's a that was pretty cool album. Year where I loved the Oscar. also a bizarre cover of the Passenger by Michael good. Hutchins. Yeah, it's all creepy and stuff. Huh. Anyway, yeah, Batman and Robin though that comes out, Smashing Pumpkins end is the beginning is the end, uh, which yeah. was like my favorite song in eighth grade. I don't remember that song. It's great. It's good. I don't remember what it sounds like. I remember the title. Off it's cool. Uh, and also R. Kelly. Oh yeah, remember Gotham City? <laughs> uh, I singing, about that. singing his his love ballad to the city that's just so full of He's having peace sex with all of Gotham. Yes, and their children, which shows which show up in a crowd at the end. Gotham City. Man, you know, because it's, it's so such bad. a it's such a shiny happy place. You know, Gotham City. That movie. Everyone almost dies good. every week. But yeah. <laughs> what a strange career this character's had on film. Mm. <laughs> has all the as many highs and lows as the Bond franchise with half the actual number of movies. Right. Crazy. Yeah, actually. Yeah, the highest highs and lowest lows. I don't actually I wouldn't say there's a Bond movie that's as good as The Dark Knight in my opinion. I really like Skyfall. I really like Skyfall too. Actually, but... you know what? Casino Royale. I love Casino Royale. I think Casino Royale is just as good as Skyfall. So I think they're both. I enjoyed Skyfall more, but I almost—I think I might have enjoyed it more just because it looked so damn good. Yeah, I think I think Casino Royale and Skyfall are equally good. You just are in the mood for one over the other. Mm. Skyfall enough. didn't work as well for me, but it was a very well done movie. I'm glad we had Chris Nolan. Yeah. Being someone who has watched the the TV show and experiencing the chronology in the right order at a different age, like I really am happy that Chris Nolan came along. I really feel like the Dark Knight actually does the the gritty side of the comics, the mm-hmm. the Frank Miller, um, or at least as close as we might ever get. That well, being the... s- no, go ahead. That being said, I. Look forward to the day when the movies look beyond Frank Miller for influence. Well, yeah. Well, it would be... See, like, one of the things that Because it looks like Zack Snyder's going full Frank Miller. Right. Yeah. Well, it, it was... The logo and everything. Yeah. You could almost say that the, the acceptance of comics and comic book franchises as a thing for adults to be into... If somebody who who wrote Watchmen, uh, Alan Moore, Alan Moore, and Frank Miller, if somebody said it's because of those two people that that is now a fact, I would not argue with them. It might not be true, but I would not argue with them. It is it is a fact, I mean, but you don't have to keep 
right. adapting the Dark Knight Returns. True, well, I, but I but it's such a, it's yeah, huge. It's like because comic books uh, and kind of that kind of culture is so accepted now, it does kind of diminish the need to rely on those guys for the adult stories. Mm. Well, I was just thinking. So one of the things I love about about the Dark Knight versus the Dark Knight Rises is in the Dark Knight, the Joker is just a crazy person who has really bad scars. Right. There's nothing like at all unbelievable about the existence of the Joker and that makes right. his evil sort of more disconcerting because yeah. you could see that person in the world whereas Bane like what the hell is that thing it's like, uh, I mean it's painkiller like, mask they, they had to put it on because that's what the character has right. in the comics or something no he like doesn't that. have that oh well then what? He's, he's wearing a luchador mask and has tubes running into the back of his neck to right. give him steroids Originally. So, so this, <laughs> it, it's sort of sort of uh, hyper reality, maybe. Like, yeah. so so the 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 Heath Ledger Joker is like literal reality. The the Jack Nicholson Joker is kind of hyper reality. There's no there's no, I see what you mean. There's yeah, no yeah, drug yeah. that makes your face muscles pull you into a permanent rictus, right? Uh, you know, at least I don't think so. So Not yet. So imagine if there were a Batman movie or just a superhero movie where it's totally realistic on both sides because. In the Batman, in the Dark Knight, like Batman still kind of has hyper real things that you know he has all the money in the world, but he, today you can't buy all those things even with all the money in the world. So, well, hyper realistic Batman movie would not be much of a Batman movie, and it'd be totally boring. I guess by well, when I say hyper reality, I mean like beyond reality. So mm. like, so yeah, so like a. I, I don't know if it would be boring. Like, and I think that what they would do is it would force the story to be a different because Batman's not going to like fly up into his helicopter that's remotely AI controlled or something. But then why make a Batman movie? Why not make a? Then you just have another movie about a vigilante. Well, you've got a Punisher movie or something. But that maybe. Okay, so maybe maybe I just want a Punisher movie. That's a good point. I mean, I know there was a Punisher movie. I enjoyed the Thomas Jane Punisher. It's okay. Well, yeah. he'll be in uh, Daredevil season two. Yeah, we'll talk about oh, that later. As the Punisher, you mean the Punisher will be not not the actor, right? No, the, yeah, the, the Punisher. Uh, it's uh, what's his name? Some guy from John Walking Bernthal. Dead. What's his name again? John Bernthal. John Bernthal, right? And I guess actually, like that is a little bit like what Daredevil's like, although. Yeah, no, nobody could really. He's got his toxic accent. He does have that, his superpower. You know, the, yeah, but look, I, I just I think that you know we have had our about as realistic as we can handle Batman movie. I think it's time. I, mm. I think it's nice to. It's Go time to introduce a little, little more, a little more craziness. We're which, just having Superman in we're, there. We're probably yeah, Superman's in there, and, and we're gonna we're gonna see gonna have a very Croc and Suicide Squad. Yeah, and a very angry. interesting take on the Joker from Jared Leto. Yeah. Yeah. When's that come out? August. This year. I can't wait. So is that... And if Florence and the Machines, What Kind of Man, is not part of that soundtrack, I am going to write some angry letters. Because <laughs> it's a perfect Harley Quinn song, isn't it? Doing it. Doing it. Doing it. All right, anyway. <laughs> is that is that sort of like in the... It's in the same universe, same universe. yeah. Well, it's yeah. in the same... But is it... So, so it isn't. It's not like off to the side or something. It's sort of like, no. It's mm. it, it's ben it's Affleck like makes, a. It's going to be a like the the Joker in Suicide Squad is going to be the is going to be the same Joker they reference in Batman versus Superman. V. v. <laughs> <laughs> All right, and that's probably a good place to wrap it up. Rick. <laughs>